You know, it's a new wrinkle. To tell you the truth, I never thought I'd make a killing on some guy's integrity. I'd hate to take a bite out of you. You're a cookie full of arsenic. And when they get the, you know, I can just eat that baby up. Yep. Just eat that baby. <laughs> yeah. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fast Day with Films. What's going on? We're we in the middle of a Fast Day. Yeah, and then discussion. someone steps in and says, "No, not literally eat the baby." <laughs> <laughs> Specify. Specify, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully everyone enjoyed what we did last week. Seventies action. Yeah. And it was good. It was a good one. That was fun too. I need to do. We need to do seventies action too. That's our mm. wild card. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> my wild card, I don't have any more 70s action movies. <laughs> my wild card, I don't have a 70s movie on my list. Yeah, this week we're doing some wild card stuff in celebration of Thanksgiving. We're actually, this is actually dropping on Thanksgiving, so hopefully happy everyone has a happy... Here you go. <laughs> everyone has, now if I can't find that clip from front, any Transalvias, I'm just going to steal yours. I think that might even be better anyway. <laughs> we can do turkey call contest. <laughs> uh, I ain't doing it. I'm not trying. Yeah. But, uh, Thanksgiving was a big holiday for us growing up. Yeah. We yeah. always went at least to another up person's house. Up north is a huge thing anyways. It seems yeah. like up north. They Life is things. harder up north, so they embrace the holidays more. I think a lot of people Florida, down here like, are... Fr- the sun's are, out. Yeah. There's a lot more fractured families down here. That's or true. just uh, we are one of that those. are spread out. I guess that's a bad word for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that sounds perfect. <laughs> it's so horrible no. growing up down here. No, you're dead on <laughs> So, Listen, yeah, I, I like uh, Pat Oswalt is one of my favorite comics. He mm. makes fun of Florida so much. <laughs> He's like, people should only go to Florida to identify the body of their dead dog. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I have no problem with people making fun of Florida. Then again, I'm not from Florida. How, how do you feel about making, people making fun of Florida? Because um, you're from He here. gets it. it yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you understand it. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm always willing to have a good time with it. But, like, what I can't stand is when somebody's not making fun of Florida, they're like... I fucking hate Florida. Duh, 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 duh. Like, and then that's where I'm just like, well, bitch, go home. Yeah, you yeah. Know? like, yeah. People think, people think Florida is just rednecks and old people, and there's some truth to that. <laughs> <laughs> Only eighty percent. But there's a lot of, I mean, the city we live in is very yeah. diverse. Yeah, it's a college town, and I imagine Tallahassee's sort of the same. It's a college. town. I think along yeah. with every other city in Florida, it probably gets worse and worse every yeah. year it goes by. Orlando can burn just hell. because we get that. Many, <laughs> just Orlando's because that bad. many people, more people come here every year, you yeah. know, and it just I mean, becomes it, more of a melting pot. Of uh, I always thought that everyone that anyone that had problems throughout the country if it was with the law or if it was their family yeah. they all fled to florida I, you know, <laughs> alaska is probably would be a lot safer place to do that yeah. but yeah. it's cold as hell man yeah that's the thing too. i know i know a guy who arizona got into, uh, that's another state you gotta get if you he's been there he knows yeah. you're either running away from something or something's <laughs> running away from you stay out of arizona <laughs> <laughs> no i knew a guy who uh right after high school he got into a bunch of trouble and uh this is a kid from florida yeah yeah, yeah. um and <laughs> And oh, yeah, did you say after high school? Yeah, I know. Um, he got into a bunch of trouble, and he was like, fuck it, I'm out of here. And he moved to California, and he's been to California ever since, and he has never come back, mm-hmm. and he's never gotten in trouble. <laughs> like, oh, he yeah. turned his life around so yeah. that he wouldn't I mean, be noticed. I for the, get you know. the, the reinventing yourself thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when you go somewhere, you 
like I, I, just, I had this discussion with my wife, and hopefully she's listening. You can to be this. whoever you want. Exactly. To be. Yeah. She's like, "How are we going to fit in in New York?" Yeah. I said, "Who do we want to be?" And we'll go there, and <laughs> yeah. we'll be those people. Exactly. And we're those people from the day we moved there. Yeah. So. Fuck them if they can't take a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Everyone seems to want to reinvent themselves in Florida. No one wants to reinvent themselves in Montana or Kansas. You know? I don't or know. they're in a bunker, so you would, never <laughs> yeah, know. you would never know about the reinvention. I reinvent myself every day. <laughs> Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, Thanksgiving growing up was fun. Um, some of my favorite memories as a kid was um, they would have the local rival football games. Mm-hmm. So, Paul and I spent our time... Mostly in two cities, Mansfield and Foxborough. Uh-huh. Foxborough is where we had a lot of shopping in the movie theaters and the golf courses that I played at. And we had a lot of friends. My mom worked in Foxborough. I my dad. North Adderone, Plainville, I probably spent even yeah. more time during. Uh, but th- th- I tell my wife that when you drive around Gainesville, if you run the length of Gainesville, it would be like up north going through six towns. Six, six or seven yeah. different towns. Yeah. Because I tell her, like, when me and my cousin up north uh, go driving around, yeah, I mean, no one really lives in the town they work in you know everyone's just always going going like, to like three towns like there's over no, no difference between eastern norton yeah. and mansfield oh, or when you're gonna go i'm gonna go to the donut shop i'm gonna hit that in mansfield then i'm gonna go to shoot over to norton and do this then shoot over to eastern and do that and dad used to make me drive unusual. to everett which was 40 yeah. minutes away on the other side of Boston yeah, that's a little further uh, to get uh, jelly donuts from this famous mike's donuts yeah. man. oh they my made god jelly sticks and then deli yeast donuts yeah everyone would travel for it so it's it's not unusual unfortunately it's cold as hell up there but they had the member they had the bad. foxborough mansfield yeah the rival game rival game every year and right would, before everyone ate dinner you know they uh and i would have never classified our family as huge sports fans or but i remember they always used to do a pull uh put a dollar in the pot remember mm-hmm a couple okay. years I won. Bet on the game? Bet on the game. Oh, Between nice. the family. It was usually like 25 So wait, was it like a high school game? Or yeah, was it, like, it was high school. Oh, okay. High school I, I thought maybe it was Foxborough like... versus Mansfield. Yep. It had been it... a rival on Thanksgiving every day for 70 years Probably or 60 years. Probably still is. I'm sure, I'm so. sure it still is. Still I thought maybe on. it was like the Mud Bowl and Invincible where it was just like a gang of guys uh, yeah. from different parts oh, of the city. That would be, like, that would be no, hard to organize. We had that a couple times. We did had a couple. like had a couple games. The Vecino's house. I remember what the... Year Eric was there, we had a big. We uh, grew game. up in an awesome spot because we were literally in the middle of three hundred yards from all the schools. The uh-huh. middle school, high school, and elementary school were right across the street. You could literally walk uh-huh. to the end of the street yep. and look down, and you could see yep. the front of. The and high then school, we had the, the, the municipal park right next to it. Yep. So we had football fields and baseball fields and basketball courts and all kinds of. It was tennis perfect courts. for my mom to open the door and just yeah. see us right out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get the fuck out. It's plenty of stuff for you to. do I never outside. carried ID, a key, anything. No. I never had a key growing up. No. Front door was always unlocked. Yeah. Like, yeah. To the point where our friends would walk in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, uh, back then you didn't care. So, oh, the old days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, so, hopefully, everyone's so hopefully, uh, yeah, with your family. Everyone's with your family celebrating, eating some good food. I love the food, man. That was one of my always favorite things. Yeah. So. This is my first Thanksgiving uh, since keto. Oh, oh wow. Really, yeah. Yeah, and we always celebrate a week early, so we've already celebrated. Oh, nice. uh, Thanksgiving! So I missed two Thanksgivings. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. Nice. Yeah. Because yeah. I love, I <laughs> love poor guy. Like, and no matter where I eat, because we usually eat over here, I'll still buy a turkey, and we'll, me and my wife will make it because I want the soup and uh, all the stuff that comes along with it. I, mm. I love making soup around this time of year, anyways. Mashed so. potato sandwiches. I laid off those. Yeah, that I don't. Mashed do. potato sandwiches. Yeah. That, that is something do. I've never heard of. <laughs> I was trying. Was I talking to you about the other thing? <laughs> so, or yeah. No. Yeah. Go to. Popeyes or KFCs and gets the biscuits and the gravy uh-huh. and just make 
mashed potato sandwiches with huh. the gravy and the biscuit. Huh. That's all you ever need, man. That's, you ever need. That sounds like something I've been missing out on for quite some time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, sure. You want to get crazy? You want to get nuts? I want to see a picture of a mashed potato sandwich from you on that thing. Put some, put some uh, take some chicken and put a couple strips of chicken on top of the mashed potato. Oh, and then you get close to Famous Bowl, but <laughs> yeah, but like Famous Biscuit. Publix, that uh, the grocery store around here, those uh, turkey cranberry subs they come out with every year. My oh, wife yeah. waits for those things. Huh. They're really, really good. Oh, That's interesting. Yeah. But this year. We are going to. I don't know what we did for Thanksgiving last year. I think the last two years we've just kind of skated over Thanksgiving and just done regular pods. Maybe we had. This was the to be first time. For. Yeah. <laughs> well, because we always did a Halloween one and we always oh. do a Christmas one, and this year we're going to do like a wild card for Thanksgiving. We'll probably skirt over Christmas because we've kind of <laughs> gone over the specific Christmas topics. Yeah, we're kind of uh, out of Christmas movies uh, because we did a traditional one, then we did a non-traditional one. I, we could do ones of movies that take place in the cold or something like that. <laughs> That's easily uh, doable. We tons of movies that would fill into that category. But Wild Card's always a safe one to do. Movies we've been thankful for, you know, that the thankful Things they I've exist. seen recently. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, I haven't seen any of mine recently. <laughs> oh, okay. But that's kind of the, the, the ongoing ones thing. Ones I can talk about better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what kind of genres are we looking at here for you guys huh. without revealing your titles? So my main fun ones are black. fun ones yeah, some are, that aren't fun yeah there's um, <laughs> one are, that's just downright one evil. that's downright hard. are uh like <laughs> black superhero movies yeah exactly what is it yeah black superhero movies i won't even guess even, yeah. though, I, even though i do have a good one in my head uh what about you dave you got dramas comedies i have uh, uh one drama two crime one's crime supernatural and then two documentaries I surprisingly don't. One's have a documentary. It. One's a film about a two story, and the other one's a straight up documentary. Yeah, I didn't have any horror movies on mine, which I'm surprised by. I thought it was gonna. I have three comedies and uh, a drama and a sci fi. Huh. So. I would never have three comedies on the list. Oh my god! If I could have five comedies on the list, they'd all be comedies. As well, as a matter of fact, next week we're doing. As a matter of fact, they all are. So you're going to have Shit. five. <laughs> Sweet time to break the mold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this is literally next week will literally be. Uh, a person and their comedy that they rent the were Shindler's in. List. Yeah. <laughs> Liam Dude, Neeson. That movie is <laughs> Liam hilarious. Or was it uh, Ray Fiennes in Schindler's List? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Could you Robin Williams in, yeah. uh, what was the one he did? Uh, one Jacob Hour the Photo. Liar. <laughs> one Hour no, Photo. <laughs> but no, but didn't he do Jacob the Liar? Yeah. yeah, yeah in yeah. the concentration camp. Yeah, Mine are all going to be concentration camp comedy. <laughs> oh, my God. And then... <laughs> Yeah, the only one you could possibly get away with that is Life is Beautiful. That you might be able to get away with because it was there was some comedic stuff in there. Other than my, that, my favorite problem. comedic part of that movie is when he walked across the seats at the Oscars. Yeah, <laughs> that was afterwards. <laughs> All right, so yeah, there's no rules on this one. This is uh, except you better not have been on your last week's pod. Like well, yeah, <laughs> or next week's. My favorite comedic week's. performance, or, or yeah. I think after Police that we're Academy doing uh, one. <laughs> there we go. You're just hurting yourself. That's fine. Uh, because then we're doing uh, car movies, which I looked at the uh, list of car movies. There's so many. We could huh. do. We could do like three pods on car movies. Uh, I didn't think there was. I was like, oh, we might have a little difficulty checking out the car movies. But if you Google it, it's yeah. like so many on Can I there. Use cars. I went super Can obscure. It be animated. Uh, can it be what? Animated. And, yeah. Did yeah. you see uh, Elon <laughs> Musk? Put, <laughs> put, put cars on that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. um, did you see the, the what is it called? The Cybertruck? 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The dude, that when thing. He broke the oh, when he broke the windshield. Yeah, that? yeah. You must have thrown it too hard. It was like the the easiest lob must, I've ever seen have, uh, <laughs> thrown at a window. And he's a he's a fanatic, so he probably oh, I guarantee he that, might have that killed somebody and fired five. That people guy afterwards. is gone, and so is his, the rest yeah. of his yeah, team. Yeah, if you oh, know what yeah. we're talking about, we're talking Tesla. The uh, Musk came out with his new. It, it looks like the car from uh, the Damnation game. Do you remember that old school 70s sci-fi movie where they were just like on the um, the moon like driving looked, this freaking car? Yeah. It looks very futuristic. Definitely. For, for sure. sure. Like, like over almost, the top. Almost future. Demolition Man. Yeah. Like uh, the apocalypse has happened. Now yeah. I have to drive this so no one will break it and eat me and my family. Yeah. Even though I hear they're delicious. Yeah. <laughs> the babies are. The babies yeah. are. Six months. That's where you want. If you want to get them, you got to get them young. <laughs> Well, we got dark on Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna just bust in. And the the great thing about these wild cards is, unlike other weeks, we know throughout the week what the other people are gonna pick. Uh, this one we're going totally blind. It's like when I do a pod with Eric. Eric doesn't tell me until, until we're while we're doing it. That's when he breaks. He's it like, down. oh, that's where you're going with that. Huh? I'll give well, I'll give him mine so he knows not. Okay, to pick I was gonna say because you'd be like, yeah, yeah, that was half my list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I give him mine. Our last wild card, we had the same movie on it. Yeah, I can't remember which movie. Me neither, it was, but, but it was I there. Remember yeah. I, I would. I would be floored if that. I would happens. be absolutely floored if. One I'll give you both a hundred dollars if you have one on my list. Yeah, straight up. Like if he guesses yeah. it, I get a hundred dollars too. Either I'll give you both a hundred dollars if you if you have like one. Like it, on my I love list. it. I hey, love Paul. the obscure yeah. stuff that I. <laughs> yeah. What's his list say? Okay, so so we'll so we'll go a little further. If you can <coughs> pick my movie and know what it is, <laughs> yeah. as soon as you announce it, I'm going to be like that. That, that was the one. Yeah. I picked it. I had it in my head. Uh, Has to be written down right now. Yeah. To be a man. <laughs> a day. Chase the clowns. <laughs> 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> Black superhero movies, quick. We got to go. Yeah, I know. We got There's only a couple of them. I know. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not going to say them, it because I don't want to I don't want to call it up. <laughs> then again, if I say it right now and you and you start your list with that. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll just for fun, I'll let you guess and if it's one, I'll use that one first. Go for it. Blank man. Boom, that was the first one I was going to do anyways. A. Yes. Fuck yeah. it. So I get $100 is that how? No, 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 no. That wasn't all my yeah. list. <laughs> Or but that's it, obscure as shit. I love it's blank obscure man, as dude. shit. So I'm, I'm, and I only saw it like once, maybe when I was working at the video store. So I'm. That's why another reason I was gonna say why I love Wildcard because a lot of times it's one the other ones, other people aren't familiar with, and it just gets us or something talking about doesn't it. really yeah. fit traditionally. And that's that's the thing is like I know for sure there's there's probably uh, there's at least two or three on mine that I'll just be talk, telling you guys what it's about. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so 1994, Damon Wayans, David Allen Greer, uh, Blank Man. Dude, <laughs> so, it's almost... Is he, like, developmentally disabled? Yeah, yeah, so, I'm not sure you could do this movie today. No. Because it was, it's totally Damon Wayans doing his character. So, I don't know if you remember or not, but on in Living Color, mm. he did a superhero called Handyman. Yep. Oh, yeah. Never underestimate the power of the handicapped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, and it was so funny. And that's so basically funny. what this was But he just from, right? didn't take it to that far level that yeah. he did on Which, In Living Color. Oh, it was farther on In Living Color than it was? Oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah. In Living Color, he literally... He did the he voice. Dog and like yeah. death and he, but and he's that's, got a new movie out. I don't know if you saw the trailer. No. David Wayans? 
Or, uh, when he plays ten different characters on it. Really? Yeah. Damn oh wow! I'm, I'll wow. look forward. I to I haven't that. seen. Can you name the last Damon Wayans movie you've seen? Um, probably the one that's on my list. Oh, you have uh, another one on there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I can't remember. He did that show, My Wife and Kids, and that yeah. might be the last time I remember him doing. Stuff. And that show was pretty popular. Yeah, my wife loved it. She thought it was great. All right. All right. So yeah, so, tell us about Blank Man. Because um, I'm super excited. Who else is in it besides him and Greer? Okay, so Joe Paluto. Oh, I love Joe. Plano. Yeah, um, and then uh, who's the lady from uh, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Oh, I don't even remember it, that. I know that was a show. But Lynn Thigpen, uh, I, don't I think know. that's her name. Um, Robin Givens is in it. Um, yeah, oh, Robin Jason, Givens, I remember. Yeah. yeah, Jason Alexander is in it. Oh, nice. That uh, one I would have lost. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's in a wheelchair. He's like a real scumbag. Really? Yeah, he plays a scumbag so many times in movies. Back in the day, people forget until he became George. Oh yeah, and I think after George, he didn't do it as much. Yeah, but remember him in like uh, Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Yeah, I mean, he was a little rapey in that yeah. movie. Yeah, he definitely <laughs> so was. Marlon Wayans has got the new movie. Oh, okay, not yeah, Damon. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's called Sex Tuplets, and he plays all six, and one of them's developmentally stable. Oh wow, actually. no, that actually that. Intrigues me. Yeah, yeah. Marlon Wayans is one's probably. a woman. He oh, plays one. He plays a sister. Another one. He, he, he plays like a jock, and it's really Marlon Wayans became one of the bigger actors of the group. The other, uh, I mean, Keenan was always more of a director. Yeah. Uh, uh, Damon did a lot back in the day. They oh, don't yeah. have to worry about where their foods come from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. No, and then even uh, like Damon Kim Wayans was, Jr. is is oh yeah big he became too. huge too. And I don't know one of the was it Kim was it Kim Wayans? She yep. was great mm-hmm. back in the show. I don't know if she ever went on to do anything. else. I don't know if she did or not. I no. think she was in whoever uh, did the most serious. Who had the who had, out of those people have well, the most serious role? Marlon, you would have to say because of Requiem. Oh, Requiem yeah. yeah, or David Allen Greer in uh, Tales, oh, Tales from the from Hood. The Hood. Yeah. yeah, he was completely he went dark. fucking he was dark evil, on man. that one. He was yeah. evil as shit on that. He wasn't um, a Wayne's brother. No, 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 but he, he was in, get, he was in that universe. He was like yeah. the adopted brother. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that was Jim Carrey. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, he yeah. has a movie out on Netflix. He's um, got a lot of weird stuff out it, now, and it's completely a Polish production. Really, in Poland, he's using a Polish accent. It's perfect. Huh? And it was he's super downplayed. He's a detective, and huh. uh, he looks strange. Yeah, I think he. Because he's got his hair long now too, and he just looks a little strange. Well, now he's going to get huge in uh, Sonic, so not the fast food place. We keep the hedgehog. <laughs> yeah, the hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell us, um, Blake, man. Do yeah, it. so uh, Damon Wayans and David Allen Greer are brothers, and uh, Lynn Thompson is their grandmother, and uh, she pretty much takes care of Damon Wayans. Um, and some people are coming into the neighborhood. They basically are like. They, they want to buy the neighborhood up, you know? Gentrification style. Exactly. Um, and she ends up getting killed um, by Joe Paluto's gang. Is it Paluto or Polito? Uh, Polito, I okay. think. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to keep calling him Pluto. Um, <laughs> um, he's just glad to be talked about. Now. Yeah, I know, right? He's got uh, Yeah, I was going to say, I don't yeah. think he's still with us, yeah. unfortunately. He still wants people All to the talk more about reason. him. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, like I said, Damon Wayans, he's a little slow, um, but he's a huge fan of, like, superheroes, but he's also, he's a little slow, but at the same time, he's very smart, like, he can yeah. make devices and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, how slow is he? That's what I can't remember, because I'm, I think in my mind, I'm huge Andy and living color. Yeah. wrecked his career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's just, like, socially slow. Yeah. He doesn't have social cues and stuff like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but, like... He makes a robot called J5. Yeah, and, yeah. See, I remember that. And it's basically like 
an Sounds old, too close to Johnny Five. Exactly. <laughs> um, and it's basically just like an old like washing tub, and he has a like a mop, oh, yeah. mop for a hair and two flashlights. I remember for his eyes. like his outfit that he wears, doesn't he have the red, the yellow rubber gloves? Um, yeah, uh, he like does. Dishpan yeah, gloves. yeah, and he wears like a, a red like sweatsuit. You I know, seen this movie in so long. Oh, it's so good. It's so um, red, and it. so he like. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he comes up with this formula that makes clothing bulletproof and he like dips his clothes in it, you know? Um, and so like later on in the movie at one point, uh, you know, David Allen Greer becomes other guy yeah, yeah. and, uh, and he's like taunting these thugs and he's like, go ahead, shoot me, shoot me. And Damon Wayne is like, wait, hold on other guy. I'm trying, I got to tell you this. He's like, no, go ahead, shoot me. He bends over and like shows his ass to him. And then, uh. You know, he turns back around, and they shoot, and it actually, like, penetrates, and he's like, I forgot to tell you, I didn't have time to saturate your suit, oh. you know? Um, and David Algren is, like, the general disarray. Yeah, <laughs> no, and, and he's, like, always getting his ass kicked, you know? Um, even though, like, he can, he like knows karate It really was movie. kind of a precursor to, like, kick ass. Yeah, yeah, know? it kind of I mean, was. Because it's that comedy where just a normal guy wants to become, like, this ultimate superhero and help people, but... You know, like Batman? Yeah, like Batman. <laughs> yeah, but, but <laughs> Batman not, had the money though. Yeah, you know? that's the only difference between. Well, Batman he was athletic as shit too. You know? Yeah, um, <laughs> but which which Damon Wayans is not. You know, um, and so it, his main kind of is there a villain in this movie that he's? Uh, so it's it's Joe Paluto. Oh, it is Joe uh, Paluto. Um, and so, like I said, basically he's trying to he's buy. Perfect up, as that villain. Oh movie, yeah, yeah, he's so good. <laughs> um, basically, he's trying to uh, buy up the you know. Um, the local real estate or whatever and so he killed their grandmother and so they're like trying to find him and everything like that and it's a fun funny movie um you know there's just so many little little funny things that are in there like um the noon chucks <laughs> which are basically like it's like um two flashlights hooked together with a little motor that makes one yeah, of them man. swing around um it's just silly and it's fun and like i yeah, it was ridiculous, but it was hilarious. I guess it could be considered '90s comedies, but yeah. I think we've only done like one of those, so the list was—you know—you had to make the cut, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, being that it's Thanksgiving, I'm thankful that I get to talk about <laughs> Blank Band. It's great too because they were huge at that time period yeah. when this came out. Yeah. It was like they were going to give you a movie, whatever idea they came with, and this was before they really hit it big with the scary movies. I mean, when oh, the yeah, scary movies 94. came out, that was like huge. Before that, it was like low down, dirty shame. Yeah, that uh, that Keenan did. Then Blank Man and I'm gonna get you, sucker. Obviously, was, was one of the big one ones. The... White Chicks was was them, but that was a little. I think that was after Scary Movie. That's uh, how, at least yeah. the first Scary Movie. I yeah, think it was after. Yeah, people forget how relevant the Wayans brothers and kind of like a huge kind of uh, family they were once in Living Color kind of ended. Yeah. You know, they but, didn't have to look too far for their actor. Well, know. that was great, too, that they could just grab from that they had their pool whole, of great yeah, actors. Yeah. The whole network. Even though I don't think Jim Carrey ever did anything else. I don't know if there was an animosity there, but they, he never came back to do any of those I movies. Saw, uh, no, I know. Um, weird. I, but have, well, here's a good way. Have any of them ever been in one of his movies? I don't think I so. Um, Tommy Davidson was in Ace Ventura, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man, Tommy um, Davidson's another one. Yeah. I keep forgetting about Tommy Davison. He's the great. Ladies man. 
Hell, no. the most probably proficient um, of any of them to come out of there is no. He's the one that remember where Jamie Foxx. I was just gonna say was probably the bigger one to come out of there. But when Jamie Foxx did that character as the woman and Tommy, did Tommy Davidson, yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was probably the biggest person you. to come out of that. Him and Jim Carrey were the two big dogs. Yeah, and I saw something that. recently, um, like in this past year, that they were talking about doing a reunion. Uh-huh. Um, and Jim Carrey said he that was in, but like it was supposed to be in June. Um, but this, but and the article was written in April, but I haven't heard anything yeah. about a reunion since. So. And then they've you've got to have that awkward conversation that half our sketches are very un PC these days compared yeah. to back then. Yeah. It's like, are we going to do the, uh, uh, are we going to do the crackhead homeless guy? Are we going to do the uh, fire marshal? Uh, they could still Bill? do fire marshal Bill. I suppose they could. Oh man, I loved fucking that when he was uh, the homeless guy. The homeless guy was great. holding the pickle jar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a big piece of shit in there. Yeah. Oh, oh my man, God. I loved it. It was so funny. <laughs> or just uh, those Damon and Keenan at the in the back of the truck. Selling stuff. Oh yeah, or uh, what was yeah, who gets the whole phone? Yeah, yeah. Uh, men on films. Oh, oh, oh yeah, man. So probably couldn't do that even though uh, Z formation. The world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hate Moby it. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> whole movie about a big white whale. <laughs> good. That's a good one, man. Blank man. Yeah. All right, Dave. Why don't you blow us away? I'm not gonna blow I, you I'm away. On it, probably any. Well, maybe one. Um, as long as you're not gonna come up with something like. Zodiac. <laughs> no, this one. Is Have you not... talked about any of these on your list before? Well, no. Just one of them, them. One of them we mentioned a couple of times. Yeah, I got a couple. That we, we referenced mentioned. an actor yeah. from that movie a couple of times. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's hard not to. And we didn't say anything about that movie. Then again, we didn't. This first one is totally. pretty obscure. It's probably either early two thousands. It's called Along Came a Spider. Oh yeah. The sequel With, uh, to Kiss the Girls. Is, is it a sequel? Yeah, it's a I'm sequel. I'm pretty sure I saw this. Alex Cross. It's um, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, he's a retired... He's a retired... Uh, Alex Cross. FBI agent, Alex Cross. The James Patterson books are okay. all J- Alex Cross books. Eventually, Tyler Perry took over the mantle as Alex yeah. Cross. You didn't need Morgan to have Freeman. seen the first one. No, no. They were... It was like... Uh, Jack Ryan books. Like, I didn't even yeah. put the connection together until yeah. you just... Oh, no. They were totally like the Jack Ryan stories and everything. You knew he was a detective, uh, yeah. and that's all you needed he to He lost know. a partner, so he was kind of working in seclusion. That part might have carried over, but I'm not sure. Um, so what happens is there, there's this elite school, elite, like, el- not elementary school, but like, it's elite like, uh, private school. Yeah, yeah. That's under high school. Mm-hmm. And what do they call it? Monetary. Mon- it was like a beefed up schools. monetary school. Monetary school. Like everybody yeah. in there had PhDs. Yeah. It was teaching, and so got to like, have money to get your kids. Oh yeah, there was rich relatives. Um, so or the, be on full they house. follow the yeah. or be on full house. They fuck. <laughs> I hope she goes to prison. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there. That's what I'm thinking. Uncle for. Becky. Uncle <laughs> Becky. Art <laughs> Becky. Oh, and they could they could do Fuller House, and they could get like a collect call, and it'd be like, "Hello, you have a collect right, call from Orange County, <laughs> Uncle Becky, <laughs> at the California State Penal Prison." Oh, <laughs> man. I love it. She just keeps trying to say her name. He says, "No, I'm not accepting your charges." <laughs> she says, "I'm Becky." <laughs> uh, so they follow this main little girl. She is the daughter of a prominent senator, yep. and uh, her. Her classmate, that's kind of, kind of like how old uh, we have any, we have any actresses that we know. Well, here's the dude, is the is the Russian kid that got ran over by his own car that was in Star Trek. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. From he was, uh, Alpha Dog. Yeah, no. he was probably twelve. Yeah, and the he, girl. He was, this was he 12. started young man in acting. I think I saw the other one of these. I don't think I saw this one. Kiss the girls was the first yeah, one. Yeah, I think yeah. that's so. What I saw. One of the teachers, the guy I think he taught history, mm. is uh, the guy with the raspy voice from Aliens Four. Michael Wincott. Michael Wincott, yeah. younger. Yeah, Michael Wincott. He dressed up in prosthetics as the history teacher, poses as a history teacher. Oh, he's the bad guy. That's for awesome. two years. Yeah. Oh, what? Jesus. Poses him for two years. That's <laughs> nuts. And snatches the senator's daughter for a ransom, but really it's a game because yeah. he calls Morgan Freeman mm. at Morgan Freeman's house uh-huh. with a voice disguise and says, "I want to deal with you on this if you want to help her." And he. It's like any other one puts him through a like almost does the thing on that Die, Die Hard where they ran Bruce Willis yeah, yeah. around the or city, Dirty yeah, Harry. or Dirty yeah. Harry they ran him around the city. Yeah. They did that to him for a while. Um, Michael Wincott had a crew. It was just him. Well, you you want I can spoil that, right? It's um, I mean, it's wild card, I guess. Do it. It's and it's also twenty five years old. So <laughs> what happens is he wants. To, I've seen it, but I've always he seen want, it once. He It's a political statement. He uh, he wants. To be caught or wants to get his ideas out there or anything. So, the the secret security agent that worked at the school, there was a secret security, uh, so what do they call him? Secret service agent. Secret service agent. They put her with Alex and say, you guys are going to be a team. Mm-hmm. And so, um, they uncover this guy's house by like zooming in on stuff when he did a video feed from his apartment and found a letter off in the corner with the address on it. So they show up. So his plans go to shit. He takes the girl out on the boat. Um, All of a sudden, you think he's going to get caught. So he calls and says, I want $50 million in diamonds. And I'll let her go. Damn. Well, here's the twist. When when he goes to meet with him and he talks to, uh, Alex Cross goes to talk to him, he brings up the money and he has no idea what he's talking about. Hmm. Ooh! Come to find out, the Secret Service girl and her uh, accomplice from the school, yeah, f- knew he was there to kidnap the girl. Let him kidnap the girl so he c- they could take her from him. Uh-huh. Have him do all the hard work. So it was like a them. double cross, and then take them the rap. He can take the rap. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's, it's a crazy Monica. back and forth. <clears throat> Monica Potter, I think, must be the girl. She's from the show Parenthood, but she's also from uh, Con Air. Okay. Nicholas Cage's yeah, yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that's yeah, who that was? I think Dylan so. Baker's in this too. Yeah. Our guy from Happiness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was. I totally it, forgot about it. It was a good movie. kind of cat and mouse. Morgan Freeman is awesome. Yeah. And he's good in those roles oh, too. That's his. Oh, yeah. It's his wheelhouse. Well, here's, spot. here's the funny thing. They had a line from this movie when. This is how the line went. Remember when in seven when Brad Pitt well, when he says to, it sounds like you admire this guy, and yeah. he's like, "Can you imagine the the dedication yeah, it took yeah. to do that?" Those two lines were in that movie back to back when he was talking about posing really? as the teacher for two years in order to catch him. Yeah, but that movie came out before seven. Huh. Wow, literally the same lines. Interesting. Huh. And Anton Yelchin is the, uh, yeah. the yeah. Just I don't want to be known him known as the kid got hit by his own car. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what a weird ass story, man. Sucks. Horrible. Yeah, there's a lot of good actors in this movie I've totally forgot about, like Michael Moriarty from Law & Order, Penelope Ann Miller's in this yep. uh, movie. I saw it right when it came out. They're the husband and wife senator and the senator's wife. Oh, interesting. Those two. And this was the same g- director of The Edge and oh, nice. uh, that uh, 
great Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins. movie. He also directed uh, That's one of same director best. as Next and Triple X State of the Union. Hell yes. <laughs> Damn, that one's on my list too. No, I'm just kidding. It's on Although my, that is, my $100. I have no yeah. idea what you're talking about. Was it a superhero movie? Uh, no. No, it, that uh, was the one with was Vin Diesel? No. Uh, uh, well, that one was... Uh, the second Ice, one was Vin... Or, no, that one was Ice Cube. State of the Union was with who Ice Who was Cube. in the other one though? Vin Diesel. Okay, Vin yeah, Diesel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew there was two of them. They changed actors in it. Now you know Diesel. <laughs> Dude, I love Vin Diesel. He's fucking great. Uh, Tosh is like, Tosh is like, if you ever see a retarded monkey, run like hell. But Hollywood on their high horse won't make that movie unless you talk about a Vin Diesel movie. <laughs> Tosh. <laughs> so yeah, Long Came a Spider, very obscure James Patterson. It's weird. He has so many books out that I'm surprised they're not pumping those out as much as they are with like these other... Big, like Jack Ryan got huge now on Amazon with the John Krasinski series mm-hmm. that supposedly it's him and Bunk from uh, The Wire. I've heard that's and it's good. It's supposed to be amazing. I haven't seen it. Maria's yet. watching uh, The Office for the first time. I've never. Seen I've it. never seen it either. Oh, I love The Office, yeah. dude. The cast is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Especially now that they've like, all done back, other stuff. Like, too. Whoa! Yeah. Every one of these guys got their own show after. I hope this. she yep. realizes she has like a lot. What? Well, no, like two more months until they take it off Netflix. Oh yeah. Is that one of the ones they're removing? Yeah, they're yeah. taking it off. Uh, she'll find something else. Yeah, <laughs> bust through it quick. That's I why I love. I don't it. think she's on the ed- she's on the edge of her seat watching right. these shows as yeah. much yeah. as they're on. Hear the what they're doing for uh, this is very Thanksgiving topical. Better what be. they're doing with Friends right now. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Friends had like because it was on for so long had like eight Thanksgiving episodes. They're releasing them all in the theater. You sit in Regal in really? Regal cinemas, so you. On, I don't know if it's leading up to Thanksgiving or actually on Thanksgiving. Not me. They play them right back to back. I mean, they're huge Friends fans there. I mean, but who doesn't own the DVDs or could get them yeah, on yeah. Hulu or wherever else? They just, Paul will cut the them all eight together yeah. for 50 Well, I'm, I'm sure they have them cut that way. And, uh, I yeah, mean, if it's, it's called a, YouTube. If you're it's a huge fan, yeah. I mean, I have no problem with Regal throwing stuff out like that. That's I don't want to see Chandler on the big screen. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think I've ever seen a full episode of Friends. Uh, I don't it think it just I have wasn't either. my thing. Yeah, it's not my uh, thing. I was in I a relationship. Like, drop, I don't uh, like comedy. those. It's like who the hell has that many friends and that like it's always exhausting when I look at their lives yeah. together. Yeah, it's. I like, mean, I know that like no one told you that life was gonna be this way. We gotta take off that now. <laughs> All right, so this movie here, and this was one we've mentioned before uh, a couple scenes during it, but I don't think any of us had uh, seen it recently enough to uh, to actually make it a pick. So, uh, and I just got this the other day. Me and Dave actually had talked a little bit about it, but I, I just purchased this the other day. I like jumped when I was in Second and Charles, and I saw the DVD, and I was like, "Holy shit!" So I'm so surprised I have that here. And this is 1988's Moving with Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor? Oh yeah, yeah. I fucking Teddy? love Richard that Pryor, movie. Man. Is this Teddy? 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 Yeah. <laughs> I forgot how many really famous people were on this movie. Do you remember the Rodney Dangerfield scene? I don't. Oh man, I totally forgot about it until I'm watching it and I'm like, "Holy shit, Rodney Dangerfield just walked in." Was he the when, CEO of that company? No, he was the I remember King uh, Kong Bundy was in it, right? Bundy was in yeah. it. Yeah. So, <laughs> let me go back to the beginning. So you've got Arlo who is the great Richard Pryor and this was and I got a funny story about this movie too. Is I'll your boy mention. Blue in it? Uh, yeah, he's the, he's he's the, the one folding the he's mic- the he's folding the mic- the machines. Yeah. Let me guess, you get paid by the hour. That's right. <laughs> so it's a very simple story. It's uh, Richard uh, Pryor has this great family, and they're all pretty happy. Uh, and rich. He's got twins. They're pretty rappy. Uh, they got twins. The daughter from Clueless that just got recently got arrested, and uh, she's like a Trump 
kind of oh, Stacy Dash. Stacey, yeah, Dash. She, yeah, yeah, she's nasty. You can burn uh, hell. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's coming up on she, one of mine. She's too. got some problems in there, but she was pretty, man. She had like the most gorgeous eyes. Oh, she ever was seen, so man. pretty back. Yeah, in those the day. eyes. She had really nice eyes. Uh, so he's got. He's gonna end up moving uh, because his company is gonna bring him to Idaho. Yeah, he got a job. He got a job in Idaho. Firm. And, yeah. Uh, the kids are not happy. The wife had to be like coerced into it a little bit. Uh, more the kids are unhappy than she is. They're, they're all happy to move away from Randy Quaid, the neighbor. Yes. <laughs> the asshole. Oh, the I forgot about lawnmore. the irony in that. The irony too. at the end. Yeah, yeah it's really funny. Uh, so it's basically all the fun stuff that happens and all the horror that happens with the moving. And I loved like him sitting down with the family and the, he has like a almost a prehistoric PowerPoint presentation on yeah. like an easel yeah. and like a kind of jingle of how we're going to do this day five. We're going to find somebody. Uh, we're going to call the Packers day four. We're going to find somebody to uh, drive the Saab across uh, the yeah. country. And day one, we'll start our life in Idaho. And they had it all rhyme and everything was funny. But one of the... Scenes I loved a lot was the Rodney Dangerfield scene. So they go to a bank to get a loan, and Rodney Dangerfield's acting all squirrely and everything. And he's like, "Arlo, are you a gambling man?" Yeah. He says, "Well, I am, and I've I've gambled twenty thousand dollars worth of the bank's money." Oh god! <laughs> he says, "So, th- so you want your loan?" You're going to have to watch this, like, race. Uh, and he's got, like, a horse race on. And they're all, like, rooting for the yeah. horse. Go, yeah. go. And the, the horse wins. He says, approved. Loan yeah. for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was just a small little thing that Rodney just came in to do for Richard. Uh, but one of the best things in this whole thing was Dana Carvey. Oh, yeah. You oh, didn't man. expect Dana Carvey to come in and do this role. So Dana Carvey's the person that... Arlo hires to drive the Saab across the country. He shows up. Perfect he, client. Perfect. Oh, yeah. He's like, my father owned a Saab dealership. He says, he's, oh, you, you sold him? He says, no, I worked on him. I was yeah. a mechanic. Yeah. And he, he's impressing him so much so that once he walks, he, he's like, let's go inside. I says, I'll drink some lemonade. I don't drink. Yeah. Richard Pryor just puts his hands together like he's praying. He's like, thank you. And he goes inside. <laughs> Everything seems fine. He picks the cars up, and not until they're on their way across the country, one of the twins says, Dad, Dad, look, it's the guy who's driving your car. And he brings him a magazine, and it's like psychology today. And it's got Dana Carvey's face, the the man of like 10 personalities. (laughs) (laughs) And then the first shot we see is it's a very National Lampoon's vacation shot, like when Chevy Chase looks uh, next to him and sees Christy driving the car. But it's Dana Carvey in drag driving Arlo's car and everything it just takes off yeah, he's and, like oh i like a big engine yeah. do you have a big engine <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh some of the best stuff is with the kids you know the twins pulling that kind of scam oh, on the racetrack the, oh well uh, uh, i'm sorry I, the one i'm thinking of is school where they go to school yeah. and they're just one person so yep. they only have to go to half the class that was good i love the racetrack one where one of them is like exhausted running this major race but then the other one's like spritzing Waiting. himself yeah. Yeah. around yeah, the corner that's right. and everything and then the, uh the coach i don't know if you remember who the coach is i don't uh this big black guy who uh once he wins the race and he's like i can't believe you're leaving me and he's holding he's holding them up uh, for everyone to cheer for it was uh Shonuff. oh really <laughs> yeah, Shonuff no shit coach, yeah. that's awesome so it was really great uh so yeah, then Bundy played one of the the three movers, yeah. which were like a big kind of thing in this movie because they were like the worst movers ever. One of them was that uh, Hispanic guy that's covered from like the neck down with tattoos. Yeah. He was the real evil drug dealer in uh, Nip Tuck. 
I can't really remember. He's been in a lot of 80s action I, movies. I know he was, and this is terrible that I know this, but someone I used to date watched a lot of uh, soap operas. Sure. Oh, he was uh, a soap opera? Yeah, he was on, um, I think it was Days of Our Lives. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah, never like, know he was like, on that. Like, Probably 12, 13 years yeah. ago. I bet you'd like, be blown away by how many oh, yeah. big actors. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Started in soap opera. Because he's, like you said, yeah. I mean, he's got the tattoos all he, the way he's up. Very the he's very recognizable. Yeah. And uh, the black guy is the black guy from Volunteers. Okay, you're mother me, your father, your whole family. Huh. Uh, he was great. In, then Bundy, King Kong Bundy, man, straight up from the WWF, was the main Old guy. School. He didn't have any lines until the very end where he was super sweet. Yeah. Would you like these uh, lamps put in the living room? Yeah. I think that's a great place for yeah. him, man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he, Arlo whips him in the shape, man. And you can't forget about them buying the house. Oh, God. You and know? you know, that was uh, the guy they bought it from was uh, Alan Oppenheimer, who's the voice of Skeletor. Really? Uh, he, really great uh, voice actor. That's awesome. And he was really funny. He's also the mayor on Mama's Family. Uh, but yeah, they go like, to buy the house. You like, that? you like that front door? <laughs> yeah, it's real nice. Solid wood. Well, too bad. We're taking it with us. And then they all laugh together and everything. And he does the same thing with the staircase <laughs> and the uh, the pool out he back. He wasn't lying. The windows. The windows. Yeah. There was a couple things that he said. No, just kidding. Just yeah, kidding. Yeah, no, it was the, and, whatever was the first one, because he calls yeah. him up and he's like, no, I got the whole whole conversation tape recorded. Yep. I, you can hear it back. And he said, I said I was just kidding about such and yeah. such. He said, everything else I told you I was taking with us. Oh, man, it was hilarious. Oh. So much that Arlo just lost it and did like a Rambo thing, put face paint on. and uh, Shoe polish. We- weapons and everything and just went out. His big thing was, remember, he, uh, he accidentally gave his boss the wrong finger? Yeah. He was giving him the middle <laughs> finger and gave him the index finger? Yeah. <laughs> A funny story about this. My uh, cousin owns uh, moving, and uh, because he stole it, <laughs> he stole he's it from the. Uh, he's his cousin. Yeah, yeah, you know the, the statue of limitations. Totally, he didn't say out. which cousin. Yeah. <laughs> so my cousin Eric stole this. <laughs> stole this movie from the video store. Bartholomew. <laughs> he stole this, and it was one of his favorite ones. This and the Burbs, and there was a couple of the movies he just watched over and over again. And he ended up letting his friend borrow moving, and uh, my friend stole from him. No, yeah. his karma's a bit. His yeah. friend's mom returned it to the video. Oh, because she saw the video. Eric stole it from the video store. So the video store sticker on it? Oh, man. So she returned it with the other videos that morning and he had had to tell Eric, yeah, that moving video you used? Yeah, I stole it. It's back at the store. Oh, my God. Can you imagine what the late charge was? (laughs) Back then it was tough. Paul knew all about that. He had to sometimes... Not only get enough money from my mom to get a video, but he had to get enough money to pay all the, all the late, late fees. fees. Oh, dude, yeah. I remember um, they wouldn't let you skip. I remember on, it was like, fourteen or eighteen dollars. Like, Hollywood time. Video would let you like, oh, I'll pay that next week. And yeah. They had no problem with that, right? Yeah. Dude, I remember um, my aunt Mary rented one of the Puppet Masters for me, mm. and I straight up lost it. And 70, 80 bucks. Yeah, it was like sixty five. She was so yeah. fucking mad at yep. me, and I, I mean, I felt terrible, and I didn't keep it or anything. Maybe somebody. Took that's it. what they did <laughs> back somebody then. Stole. So you probably uh, have. Probably I mean, that's kind of how that was their business stores. model. They yeah. made money because yeah. they paid because no one else was going to buy. If you them. didn't rewind, they charged you a quarter. Yep. Yeah, because you could yeah, buy man. movies. Yeah. You could buy movies back then, but you'd be paying the seventy, eighty dollars. Yeah, for them. E- I remember when it, it wasn't ET. It was one of the movies came out. It was no, it was eighty dollars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, most of them were $80. For Only VHS. a special they... 
they picked a few movies that They'll they mass bucks. produced that that would be twenty bucks or fifteen on a real special day. Bat eighty nine Batman was a big one. That one was fifteen dollars. Uh, big was another one that came out and they were selling it for twenty but bucks. They sold two million copies of that motherfucker. Yeah. But it, I mean, it kept the average moviegoer from doing it, uh, and it kept the video stores in business for the longest. I can time. imagine boardrooms the last twenty years banging their heads against the wall trying to figure out how to keep people from sharing passwords or yeah. Burn and stuff and now they have the free like uh, the Disney Plus model here that they're just like we're gonna snatch all these movies from Netflix now. Sorry, yeah, and uh, now yeah. they're on our own. Should have played nice with Netflix. <laughs> oh, it completely makes sense. That's what everyone's gonna come down to. That that's the it'll business be, model. It'll, you know what? It'll go back to content. Whoever's putting out the best content, yeah. it's gonna yeah. have the most subscribers. I'm very impressed recently, and I probably have. Two out of the th- two or three movies on my list might be from Netflix Studios. Yeah, that's how huh. good they are. Nice, they're good. But I've seen enough of them, uh, and my movie collection so much that I'm almost at the point where I could pro- get rid of certain ones. The only reason I keep all those service, none of them are for movies. That's for damn sure. I keep them for whatever TV shows they have. Like I keep Netflix for Stranger Things. I keep HBO for uh, uh, for Westworld or whatever shows they're running. Netflix is the best. Broad spectrum one, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, is the Irishman out yet? Not yet. Twenty seventh. Okay. This week. Okay. Yep. Oh, sweet. Oh, yeah. I will definitely be watching. Is that on Netflix? Yep. Nice. Yeah. Yep. All right. So yeah, moving. Nineteen eighty eight. Fabulous movie. All right. Um. So this, I, dude, this is so much fun. I love this movie. Um. Two thousand. You and your fun, man. I know, dude. <laughs> I love to have it. I always get eager when I don't know the picks. Uh. Two thousand one's uh, Evolution. Oh, I've heard of it. This is the one with Duchovny, right? Yeah, David Duchovny, yeah. Orlando Jones, Julian Moore, um, Sean uh, Sean William Scott. Yeah, so Stifler. Yeah, uh-huh. so this is one, and and I don't know, I don't know if they took this quote from something else, um, but like, anytime somebody goes cuckoo, cuckoo, mm-hmm. it reminds me of this movie because at one point Sean William Scott is like there. The movie's about an alien race, but at one point he's running around trying to att- attract one, yeah. and he keeps going, Kaka, Kaka, Tuki, Tuki, Kaka, Kaka. When I think Kaka, I think uh, Fez from that 70s show when he killed the uh, the crow. Oh. Episode where he kept going, Kaka. Um, <laughs> didn't, didn't Dan Acker's character in Caddyshack 2 do that when he was Mr. Esterhouse? Uh, he did something. Maybe. I don't know. It wasn't that, though. This, um, this movie had like the smiley face on the DVD on the poster. With of it. three eyes. With three eyes. I yeah, did yeah, not yeah. see this movie. Okay. Um, so uh, David Duchovny and Orlando Jones are uh, just high school teachers. He couldn't um, have put a more diverse cast together, oh, too, man. So much fun. There's also it's some... such uh, a weird cast for all those guys. To be Dan Aykroyd's in this. Oh, um, Ted Levine is in this. Nice. Um, Ethan Supley. Supley. I love Ethan um, Supley. He's probably still big in this movie, too. Yeah, like, he size-wise. is. Size-wise. Yeah, he is. Um, I don't know if you remember uh, Michael Ray Bauer. Ray Bauer. He was on the show Eat My Shorts on Nickelodeon. Oh, wow. Um, he played Donkey Lips. Um, yeah. I remembered that. Yeah. <laughs> that was my name of high school. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Take up your own joke, people. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so... This meteor comes and, and hits, the, uh, hits the Earth or whatever, and... Orlando Jones and David Duchovny go to investigate it. And so I, I think um, Orlando Jones is a chemistry teacher. Mm-hmm. And I 
or I think that's what he is. Maybe he's botany. I don't remember. Um, but they're both like science teachers. Yeah. Um, and so they go to like see what the so crash some people, site. Some people lived and some people don't. It was it like the stand where there was a group Well, no, 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 no. Or... This was just like a small meteorite, okay. I guess I so should say. So it was say. more like the aftermath of what uh, everyone is being uh, infected with stuff. So they go to <laughs> check out. Yeah, yeah, so they go to check so out the, the crash site, you know. Um, and when they get there, there's like all of these weird things growing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and they're like, man, this is crazy. So they take a little sample of it, you know, and they take it back to their lab and they put it under a microscope and you can see the cells just dividing mm-hmm. and multiplying and dividing and multiplying and changing and like literally evolving, you know. And so they end up going back to the site and it's completely different. Mm-hmm. And so what they realize is like, whatever this life form is it's evolving at like an exponential rate like and so it's like becoming something else every second they don't know know if it's good or it's bad right um it's probably not and so eventually the organism um gets to evolve to like dinosaur Mm. status you know um to the point where like they follow this trail out from the uh from the site and it's they see it becoming like from like it can't breathe so it's like dying but evolving and splitting and and you know special effects on this dude back in 2001 pretty good you know i I haven't had a chance to see it much since then but like i don't know i'll have to probably his x-files team with him (laughs) yeah yeah um and so you actually see it evolving to learn or to be able to breathe and it turns and it looks like a pterodactyl, like a yeah. blue pterodactyl. Um, and it turns and looks at him and like screams at him and then just flies away, mm. you know? I remember um, liking this movie, but I don't remember anything about it's it. It's entertaining, yeah. man. It's a lot of fun. Um, and so basically then this new alien race starts showing up and just like taking over this town. The military gets involved. So so nothing happens to the humans, it's it's all about another thing that um, right. Well, I mean, a few people start you know getting oh, okay. killed and like taken away by the birds. I don't I don't think. But you don't anything. see them like getting gills and stuff or stuff like that, like the humans. No, no, they're no, not, no. They're not physically evolving. They don't get to that point. Okay. Um, and so, basically, uh, Orlando Jones, David Duchovny run into Sean William Scott at some point. They all three team up. Was there um, a female character in this? Yeah, too? Julianne Moore. Um, oh, Julianne Moore. Wow, yeah, that's yeah, that's an interesting cast. They couldn't get Scully. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Kind of like the same. <laughs> exactly, Julianne. Julian um, but yeah, dude, it's just a fun movie, and like, you know, whatever. It's not much of a spoiler alert. Um, there's no big twists in it. But <laughs> the the military is like, okay, well, we're just gonna bomb the shit out of it, and yeah. it'll and it'll die. Um, well, it turns out fire makes it grow. Oh, so nice. yeah, um, suckers. Yeah, so they figure out that like um, <laughs> you gotta take that extra step. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's like aluminum, z- aluminum zer, whatever the, the the active ingredient in Head and Shoulders shampoo is, <laughs> like is, the zinc oxide. Yes, yeah. aluminum zincing <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Well, um, that kills them. Yeah, Ethan Ethan Suppley and Michael Ray Bauer both like. Are, they're dumb high school students, but they use head and shoulders, <laughs> so they know that that's the active ingredient, and that's where they can go and get a ton of it. That's funny. Yeah, and so, dude, it's it's a fun movie. Like you, you know, if you haven't seen it, check it out. Yeah, it's I might a good buy time. this later on today because I this is one of those ones I never see, but I know what it was. Uh, but I don't come across this much at used DVD places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Dave. 
blows away. This movie is uh, not fun. <laughs> you keep fucking killing my time here, dude. <laughs> don't be a buzzkill on Thanksgiving, dude. People are going to go eat. Right. American Park History X. Oh, oh shit. God. Another Ethan Suppley movie. Wow. Yeah, is speaking it? of Ethan Suppley. I did not know that yeah, He's the big dude, man. He's the <laughs> big Oh, that's the dude we referenced this movie yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. He was in the, his last movie? Yeah. He was one of the head and shoulders guys. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I knew, I knew that coming out of the box. So yeah, American it's weird History we haven't talked about X. American History X yet. because to be honest good with you, good taste prevails. No. <laughs> listen, no, it's a good movie. I watched this movie again, and there's a and better a message yeah, yeah, yeah. than you think yeah. when you think about when you think about this movie. You think about you think about national white nationalism and stomping this black guy's teeth out right. in the uh, curb. Uh, uh, That's literally what you go in well, if you've seen it before or you've talked to people about it. And the prison stuff. And yeah. the prison stuff. The curb stuff is definitely where my mind goes yeah. first, obviously. And it's the last, like, Eddie Furlong movie, I was going to say, in his character, yeah. too, like, yeah. I mean... It, and you saw it coming. It was a great warning sign of a yeah. movie, you know, yeah. that if you... Especially with family members, and that's the problem I think we have a lot of times when we're... When you look at some of these extremist uh, rallies, when you see little kids with their uncles yeah. and their fathers and everything, you're like, Jesus, People man. learn this shit. Yep. It's yeah. learned oh, it's behavior. Oh, absolutely. It's n- nobody... W- if I put a black baby and a white baby in a room and they grow up together they're gonna be best friends one's gonna know uh, i don't like you because you're a different color right it's ridiculous yeah it's like i I like to think that most kids are very are evolved now that are in school and they're very tolerant so too they're very tall if they're not being intervened by their parents uh parents views all kids love each other man they do they don't see that type of stuff that adults do so it's insane so tell us a little bit about kind of the the premise so he goes to jail for, I assume, is manslaughter. Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Yeah. Ed Norton is this, is like the boy they're grooming for the this big Nazi Master group race type of that's, thing. He, he's going to take Stacey over for Stacy Keach. Stacy yeah. Keach is the head. Is of it. the head guy. So he, they were kind of grooming him. He was he was having sex with that girl with the crazy Farusa, eyes, Farusa yeah. Bach, who is just a. Oh, irredeemable oh, racist oh, this whole movie. So terrible. I literally forgot she was in it just yeah. like because she's so terrible. And she's really likable in most of her movies. Yeah. Maybe not The Craft. I guess she was kind of evil in The Craft. Yeah. But you watched Waterboy. And I everything. love her she in Waterboy. She was great in Waterboy. I mean, she's, she played Dorothy in Return <laughs> of Oz, man. Yeah. I mean, come, on. <laughs> come on, it's fucking Dorothy. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get any better. You know what else was great in this was our guy from MASH. Uh, the, the movie oh, yeah, MASH. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was his name? Um, uh, God, man. She was the boyfriend uh, he was the boyfriend at the table yeah, the when he lost it. Yeah, the curly-haired guy from Silent Partner. And, yeah, that uh, sucks. Damn, sucks. Can't think of him. Elliot Gould. Yeah, well, Elliot Gould. Yep. He was really great in this. Yeah. That discussion at the, like, dinner yeah. table? Yeah, yeah man. It was crazy, man. It, it, it was an uncomfortable movie at some point. It was points. very uncomfortable. At, at most of the points, I would think it is. Until he, you could see that he had a realization. And that's well, he, get, he got raped in the shower yeah. by his own people. That he had kind of turned on yeah. because they were kind of, like, they were... They were posers. They were like, say how much they hate other races, but then they were selling drugs to the Mexican yeah, yeah. gang inside and the Jewish people yeah. inside. And, and he wasn't putting and up with And he was like, it. I thought we stood for something. So he sort of he went was, he more was racist still, than them at right. that point. But then he got put together with that one dude who played it awesome. Yeah, who was the guy that kind of changed I would, him around? If I saw his face, it was the guy he worked in the laundry with. Remember Folding Clothes? Uh, and see. they spent all their time together. It's not the guy was, from Was Speed, it Guy Tory? I think it was Guy Tory. Yeah, I think that's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy Tory. He was, dude. He was yeah, he pretty was big back in the too. mid, like yeah, mid Guy to late nineties. He did a bunch of movies too. I can't he did that. a movie with Brian Bosworth. 
Oh, that Stone was Cold? A, I'm sure it was the only classic. one I can name. It might be that one. <laughs> yeah. I was trying Stone to forget Cold. that movie. Yeah. Stone Cold was awesome, man. For sure. Knocking Stone Cold. Um, so <laughs> basically he he has an epiphany about his behavior and the behavior of the world and people that just want to you know live he does their a lives complete 180 he, man well he realizes he's been controlled like mentally yeah you know, that he was brainwashed into believing yeah. like this yeah. brainwashed is a good word because yeah. remember he he really respected they had some flashbacks of, with him and his dad or at the dinner table dad or his dad at the dinner table yeah. right yeah who played his dad too his dad was uh you would know his dad. I, I thought I it was uh, Stacy oh. Keach, but he no, was he no, was the guy the that yeah he was the guy the who was like the, the head of the William Russ. Yep, he's from Boy Meets World. The Boy dad Meets from World, Boy Me- exactly. Meets World. And uh, he's a cop, and uh, he's like your yeah. teacher's brainwashing you. Remember, he's making him write a, a short story or something. Yeah. about the raisin in the sun or yeah. some. It was some African American history yeah. month book. And he was writing it, and then he's like, he's trying to brainwash you, and black people are horrible, and that's kind of where the seed started. Yeah, and then Eddie Furlong, he, I, that was the best part was where Ed Norton comes out of jail, and he's kind of a completely yeah. different person. Yeah. and he's, everybody else thinks he's coming yeah. back to be a prince. He right. sees Eddie Furlong becoming who he was becoming, so he was trying his best. Yeah, to and keep that's him his back. little brother. That's right? his little brother. Yeah, who's always looked up to him. Hell, one of the most difficult parts was the party when Ed Norton went to Stacy Keach, and he should have did it over the phone. Yeah, <laughs> type of yeah. thing. Because he, he wait, he punched Stacy Keach, told him to go to hell. Of your all your thing is bullshit, and then he had to leave the party. Yeah, yeah. which was Bruce for him. Bach, it was his like, party. Yeah, it was his party. So right. Bruce Bach just calls him out, yeah. and then Ethan Suppley, who's like pulls uh, a gun on him, pulls a gun on him, and he was. Huge. That gets, was the biggest Ethan Suppley gets, ever was. Too. Gets it taken away from him immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was. There was some scary moments in it, but it I was remember a that super, movie came out. It was like you, you really enjoyed it, but it was hard to recommend to anyone because yeah. it was so much difficult stuff. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. It was like a super sensitive, dark movie, but it had such a good message yeah, that yeah. like it's worth going through. Like to. Yeah. All and the that's way really to get the, the difference outcome. between like that movie and Romper Stomper. Romper Stomper had a little bit of a good message, but not as strong as American History X. So it was a lot harder for me to watch yeah. Romper Stomper than it was uh, American History X. But yeah. I haven't seen it forever. It's one of those movies that you I, watch. I've only seen it like twice, but I remember yeah. the whole damn thing. Yep. And it's like if I see that it's on, I I, I mean I'm just like, dude, I, I don't think you I'm seen it sixty seven times. And it keeps getting funnier every time I see it. Yeah. You, no, uh, I, have you seen it recently? Did you rewatch it for this? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't rewatched uh, it in week. a long time, but I had owned it. I'm pretty sure I own it, but uh, I haven't watched it in forever. It's just one of those movies you got to be in the right mood Ugh, to watch. Yeah, no, because that you're right. Though, if he had just not stepped on scene. that guy in the I'm curb, even, he probably wouldn't even have gone to jail, right? Because right? yeah. they were robbing him, and they shot at him first. It's yeah. probably one of the most effective foley noises. Oh, ever. Oh. ever. I could rewatch that movie. I think I could rewatch that scene with zero <laughs> My problem. My face is if literally I didn't have changing. Audio on. Audio on. If I turned yeah. the audio off. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. It was really bad or really good. The wide on. shot yeah. shows his whole head like cave in. Uh, yeah, which is very like, common. But then you watch. It was not common. No, but then not you watch then. Brawl in Cell 99. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. There's probably 10 movies just this year that has done a head explosion in it yeah so uh yeah and then the guy has the balls to make a sequel called drag across concrete 
Yeah. And doesn't show a single person getting, getting dragged across concrete. concrete. No, for How real. I was upset do you do that? with that yeah, shit, dude. That's false like, advertising. No, especially. Because I saw you drag someone across the concrete. The last movie that wasn't named yeah. Dragging Across yeah. Concrete. I saw a Bone Tomahawk in yeah. Bone Tomahawk. I saw a brawl in yeah. Cell 99. I saw a bunch of brawls. I did not see shit get dragged across He's, concrete. Last movie of his I'll ever see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Girls with giant breasts. Now I'm going to see that one. I know what I'm not going to see. <laughs> All right. Next movie I got here. And this is a movie we have uh, we've mentioned a couple times, but almost the same thing. None of us had seen it anytime soon, so we were just kind of bumbling around, not re- remembering the bumbling, entire stumbling, fumbling. The, the entire kind of plot of the movie. But this was another movie that I just recently happened to find on eBay with uh, uh, an out of print version that was uh, super cheap. So I snatched it up. And this is the great night. And this movie is very printed with the 90s, early 90s in it, especially the science fiction. So it's like science fiction 90s. This is 1992's Free Jack. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, I just, I just oh, recently wonderful. watched it. So I'm good. Uh, so I'm good. very uh, well up. Is this, uh, uh, is this Mick Jagger? And Mick Jagger, Emilio Estevez, oh, yeah. Rene Russo. This yes. been, couldn't this have been on, uh, the car, on the car one too, right? It could have right. been. I, I was thinking of it, but then, then I saw how big the car list was, so I put it on here. Nice. But it was originally. Because I remember the cover of this was that. Was that race car oh, in yeah. the air, right? Yeah. Like coming and towards the wall. Jan, I forget watching this because thank you, Jan. <laughs> yeah. So I re uh, I watched this in the theater. Loved it. I was yeah, me too. I was a huge fan of any kind of weird '90s sci-fi. What, Judge Dredd Again? '92 was this. So I was a uh, like sophomore, uh, sophomore to junior in high school when this. Mick came Jagger out. just so had, was, he had a big because th- he did that Steel Wheels tour from like '89 yeah. to '91. He doesn't do a whole lot of uh, well now films, he's older so. than dirt. I yeah, haven't seen is. him in years. Yep. But he still looks the same. I he's think. on tour. Yep, he's on yeah. tour right now. <laughs> I, know, yeah. I know Keith Richards still looks exactly the That's way yeah. he did. No, they, they're both pickled, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Keith Richards is a testament to if you're going to do drugs, yeah. do do real drugs. <laughs> don't do prescription drugs. <laughs> don't, uh, yeah. don't. You die don't. and you look like shit. Listen, if you listen. Smoke, uh, kids, you live and look kids, like shit. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to Dave. <laughs> Thanksgiving, but if you're going to do drugs, do <laughs> <right>. fucking meth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get back to Free Jack. All right. So, Emilio this was when Emilio Mestovitz was kicking it, man. Yeah. He was doing a lot of movies. And this was, there was a lot of ridiculous shit in this movie where I'm watching it. Yeah. Plot-wise, uh, just all sorts of different choices that were made that were weird. But watching it, it's so nostalgic and it's just enjoyable as hell. Very entertaining movie. Just the idea that they would think of Emilio Estevez in an action role was uh, was good enough for me. Because this was back in the day where he was doing a lot of stuff, but then he went to directing and then he just started doing directing all the time. And now I had I had him it. on my list and I took him <coughs> off. Yeah. You had what? I had him on my list and I took him off. For what? Uh, say the movie I had him on there for? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, not on your list. It's not on my list. Oh. Loaded Weapon. Oh, oh yeah, nice. we've talked yeah. about that before, though. I think yeah. Justin, I that think was that's one probably of why I took it off. So there yeah. you go. That's all right. The it cast was, great, was fucking And I was just talking, oh, dude, I just so ordered uh, uh, 48 Hours, or not 48 Hours, uh, Stakeout. Oh, yeah. I yeah. loved him in that and another Stakeout. Richard Dreyfus and him yeah, and the second together, one, they were great together. And the second oh, one, it was the best thing of that was Rosie O'Donnell. It was those two and Rosie O'Donnell all in the Stakeout together was so funny, man. It's one of my favorite random comedies that probably a lot of people haven't seen in a while. But Free Jack, when I rewatched it, I forgot how soon they got into that story uh-huh. i mean it literally is like him waking up with renee russo and renee russo looked she still looks fabulous if me and justin know because we've seen her in uh, the thor movies yeah. and she just doesn't look like she's aged she just looks fabulous and this is when she looked really great uh with that 
that long curly hair that she had from like uh, what was it? Lethal Weapon Three. She looked very similar oh, yeah. to how she uh, looked in this. So they were a couple. They were in love, and she was going to stand on the sidelines during his. He was doing like indie car racing, like those crazy cars that just like explode and the tires pop off yeah. and, uh, and everything. So he's in the middle of a race, literally like six or seven minutes into the movie. He hits something and he ejects him up into the air and he's he hits the bridge and just like explodes. And Nothing have, left. And, and yeah. Renee does that scream, that no. like crazy scream, yeah. and then <laughs> immediately you realize somebody has like there's a time traveler. There's in the future time traveler is possible and there's a way of snatching people out of the past and pulling them into the future mm-hmm. if you know when they're right before they're gonna die and because. Oh. It was on the record. It's set. like the clock tower being stuck yes, by lightning. It's exactly like yeah. the clock tower. It's like somebody said, this I is know it's time. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my pamphlet. I know the gigawatts that yeah. there. So that's exactly what happens. Someone snatches Emilio Estevez and he's immediately on like a gurney and he doesn't know what the hell is going on. And he ends up uh, fighting his way out of there and then it's him on his own. And he. Great scene, very similar to the Back to the Future, where he goes home to their house, Rene Russo, and it's like a black family living there, right? And everything, and we're like, we don't know who you're talking about, and then suddenly the wife's like, oh, you're talking about Rene Russo's character. She says, we bought this house from her like three years ago, and he's like, what are you talking about? I was here yesterday. Oh wow! And then the woman's like, and this was always a great scene from the uh, the trailer. She's like, oh my god, he's a free jack! And then they like shut the door and they oh, pull shit. the guy out and say, get the hell out of here. <laughs> it's funny that they know who he, yeah, who yeah, they, well, they know those people. In Those assholes show up all the time confused. <laughs> well, I guess that's what it is, too. So he goes to, uh, and it's very weird to me that this guy was not playing a relative of Mick Jagger because he, he looks like. Because it was Mick uh, Jagger's stunt double. No, or it something. looks like Mick <laughs> Jagger's brother is David Johansson. Oh, yeah. Uh, they both have that huge, like, mouth. Bust a point, actually. They look man. just like each other. They were both lead he's singers. He's the guy too. from. Um, Scrooge, he's the cab driver from Scrooge. He's a singer. Oh, yeah. 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 He's, yeah. It's Buster Poindexter. Yeah. Hot, yeah. hot, hot, hot. Yeah, exactly. Really yeah. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah. And the Let It Ride was yeah. my favorite movie. Let It there. Ride. So he played Niagara like his... Niagara Falls, uh, Frankie. Yeah. Niagara Falls. So he played like his agent, and uh, he's like, I'll help you out. We'll bring you someplace. And then before you realize it, uh, he's turning him into the cops. The cops show up, and he's like, everyone's kind of like worried about their own you know yeah. the, the whole cities are like uh crappy i mean this is 1997 yeah <laughs> <laughs> i remember the there i lived through that yeah. <laughs> 97 was rough yeah. but even david johansson all those flying cars man there was some great ailments like when david johansson invited him into his apartment and it's like a complete shithole and he's like oh i don't live here and he pulls down like one of those murphy beds type things and it's a hole in the wall and they go into his actual apartment which oh, is wow. a little bit nicer than the other one still shitty yeah. and everything but they i think that was like 10 million dollars to get uh me west of his everyone's looking for him you don't know who's looking for him and everything and uh renee russo is now working for this big company that's uh you can see the ending coming from like a, a mile away. They they're kind of going with. I the mean, idea. they did cast Mick Jagger. Well, no, it wasn't Mick Jagger. It was Anthony Hopkins. You're wondering, oh, who could possibly want uh, Emilio Estevez's body? And it's obviously through the whole thing that it's he's that Mick Jagger's Mick Jagger's just a bounty hunter yeah, yeah. trying to get mm-hmm. Emilio Estevez for uh, Anthony Hopkins. Well, Mick Jagger ends up becoming cool with. 
Emilio at some right. point, and he even lets him go at some point where yeah. he like turns his well, head. And he, and he says, I'll he, count to five, and he like yeah. takes off. Running. And he he finds Rene Russo at some point too, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he, he he hooks up with Rene Russo. He has to convince her after getting his ass beat by her because she doesn't know it's actually him. And he he's showing like the necklace you gave me this this morning, uh, the morning before the race, which was yesterday to me. Yeah. You know, and he's like freaking out. Uh, he has this great scene where uh, Emilio Estevez is on the side of this like bridge next to a homeless guy, which is Frankie Faison uh, from uh, Coming to from America. The Wire. <laughs> and The Wire, yeah. You'd love my apartment. It's a real shithole. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a great Enter. moment. <laughs> but it all comes down to like this uh, scene at this huge high-rise uh, apartment building where Emilio has to go to the top floor and uh, they're trying to get him to touch this uh, thing. I'll be a little spoiler here too. Yeah. So it was basically it was going to transfer. You realized Anthony Hawkins is already dead and he's not going to be alive for much longer. The head of the company actually actually is Jonathan Banks who's from uh, who's Mike from Breaking Bad and uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, he was the guy in uh, he's great character actor that was always in the 80s he was the one that killed mikey and uh beverly hills cop in the hallway he was the one that got thrown over the buffet table yep he got thrown over the buffet and had all the food on him (laughs) and everything so he's kind of the head of the company and everything well what happened is anthony hopkins just recently died so he needs a body and he they're saying he's only going to survive in the computer system for another 10 hours spent a lot of money on this movie and uh yeah i mean it was cheesy but it was like some big it was around the same time as when did silence of the lambs yeah and when did silence of the lambs come out like the year before this yeah like yeah. 91 to have so. anthony hopkins in your movie yeah. a year after silence he wasn't Lambs. in it a whole lot you still, could you could tell still, he came in for that's a still game. name yeah. recognition man oh yeah uh, but what was great is jonathan banks at one point was like uh uh i'm on your side because i want anthony hopkins to die i'm gonna take over the company yeah. he said let him die in that program and everything but then there's this like transfer thing that Emilio has to put his hands on. And you can't tell at a certain point. I do remember if the some transfer of this movie. has been yeah. made. And that was that was the good right. part about it. You didn't know if Anthony Hopkins was in Emilio Estevez or Emilio Estevez is gone now. Yeah. So it was like this clever little thing all the way to the very ending. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Mick, Mick Jagger. Jagger figured it out w- yeah. with a stupid kind of way. Something too. like something like he used his left hand and no, it was right like and... Uh, Anthony Hopkins can't drive and. Uh, Emilio was driving the car That's right. at the yeah. end and everything, but uh, at some point Mick Jagger was completely cool with him and said, uh, "You go ahead and do your thing. I'm I'm a good bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got no one to pay me to kill you. Yeah, now, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah I'm not going to get screwed anyway. So. <laughs> but it was a fun movie, man. It was very '90s, very cheesy. Like I said, it's the Lawnmower Man was like the the height of the special effects, so it had a lot of similar special effects on uh, on this movie, similar to that. But uh, it was fun. '90s sci-fi i'm all in so that's mine heck yeah all right what do you got justin all right um so this is so much fun it's uh the great white hype oh nice one hell yeah man irish terry conklin <laughs> peter berg this was great peter berg where he was still doing a lot of acting the kid from uh shocker and late for dinner and uh, the guy that but he was the, the director of the kingdom yeah. yeah he directed the kingdom he directed a whole bunch of Man, he directed a whole bunch of other movies too. Uh, Peter Berg was he great was from back Copland. Then. Yeah, in Copland, he was great. He in was Copland. great. He was the asshole. What year was Copland. this? Because this was Samuel Jackson. Yeah, it was uh, uh, '96. Jeff Goldblum, yep. John Lovitz, Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox, hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about Great White Hype. I love this movie. It's a boxing movie? Yeah, boxing yeah, movie. Dude, it's yeah. so it's so much fun. Yeah. So uh, Damon Wayans plays uh, James the Grim Reaper Roper. 
Um, and he's like the heavyweight or middleweight, something like that, champ of the world. Um, and he's a, a great boxer, you know, but he's also kind of like a fucking asshole. Um, and Samuel L. Jackson is his promoter, who is basically Don King, but like really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like really fucking funny. Like he, yeah. you know, he always says only in America, yeah. like, you know, that's like his catchphrase in the movie. Um, and uh, Jeff Goldblum, he's he kind of ends up uh, working for Samuel Jackson mm. and kind of goes for his throne at some point. Jeff Goldblum always makes interesting movie choices, in my opinion. He's, movies that you don't expect him to be in. He almost reminds me of... Uh, the role he plays in that Thor movie, like just oh, Ragnarok? Ragnarok? Yeah, yeah. He almost reminds me of that because he like he's sees got that very low key type kind of delivery too. Yeah, and he's he's always contemplating. Yeah, you know, he's always even in deep cover, like, you know, in deep cover, you don't know how he doesn't go. You expect him to go full crazy at some point, and he never does. He yeah, always yeah. keeps that full gold key. bloom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that he's not be. Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't even know what full gold bloom would be. Yeah. <laughs> Hotel Artemis, maybe, but. Yeah. Not even, even that. then, he, think, he doesn't even raise his voice. Half I, I the time. think the fly is probably full maybe gold the fly. Bloom. I guess is full gold. Bloom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do some research on that. Ha- hashtag full gold blue. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of like ironic. It's like a half of a normal person. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a full gold bloom is like a half cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry for raising my voice. I'm sorry for yelling. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm serious. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Peter Berg plays like the one guy who's beat James the Reaper Roper, Mm. but it was early on in his career, you know? Um, But he has, like, a devastating right hand, Mm. you know? And so there's really nobody else for him to fight, and so, like, the prize money and the pay-per-view money is, like, way lower than any of their other, you know, uh, previous fights. Um, And so Samuel L. Jackson is like... That's, yeah, because uh, Jeff Goldblum... Well, Jeff Goldblum, you know, is kind of like the media guy, I think. Um, And so Samuel L. Jackson comes up with, okay, we have to find somebody that we can, like, hype up, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And so they go and they find uh, Peter Berg, and he's just kind of, like... I think he might be a bartender or yeah. something like that, and absolutely out of the business. Yeah, sure. just hasn't been a bot, you know, in twenty years, you know. Um, and he plays like he's also really dumb. Yeah. Um, and he plays guitar and just makes up terrible songs. Um, <laughs> you know, I thought that was Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh who, man, she's who, won the award last yeah, night. Yeah, she won. <laughs> she won Artist of the Decade yeah. last night. Uh, hey. You um, get, I, I'm definitely not in her demo. Uh, yeah. By the way, she's not out there writing songs for Dave Dupree. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they come to him, and they basically hype him up to start to believe, like, dude, you can beat the champ. You know, you've done it before. You can do it again. You know. And so the whole movie is about them hyping up yeah. this fight. You know, and it's it's just there's a lot of comedy in it. It's really not <laughs> <laughs> spoiling it. I mean, and you, I, I can. My favorite parts are... You can spoil it. Yeah, okay, cool, yeah. uh, Um, Doesn't that fall under the wild card? Yeah, and this is, you know, this was, what, 94? Um, Yeah, you can see it by now. Yeah, and it's not like you're spoiling... It's it's coming up on its 25th anniversary. It's not like it's... This year. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, uh, at the press conference, they, you know, like, they start talking shit to one another, and Peter Berg hits him with a right and knocks him out, Ooh. you know, during the press conference. You don't want to get knocked out during the press conference. You know, and so... That's where the money in Vegas go, whoop! Yeah, <laughs> so all of a sudden, 
everybody wants to see this yeah, fight yeah. now, and the bet's huge, and the yeah. pay-per-view is I sky. bet they staged that. No, 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 no. no. It was no? a real thing. But that would have been smart. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, it was a totally real thing, you know? Um, and so they come to the fight, and they make... I'm pretty sure they uh, they tell uh, Damon Wayans, like, look, you gotta, you know, for the odds or something like that, you gotta make him go to, like, round six or something. So Did Samuel uh, manage both of them? Too? Um, or someone else managed Peter Burke? He worked for Don King. I'm tr- well, Samuel Jackson was yeah, basically was Don, Don King. King yeah. you know? I know Don King him. used to manage sim- I think that players. John Lovitz might have been Peter okay. Berg's gotcha. uh, manager. <laughs> I, I'm not positive, but I think <laughs> See so. How manager, I am the manager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See how it works is the um, train moves, not the station. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cheech, Cheech is also in it. I, yeah, I, you know, I remember there being a shitload it's of people a, in it's it. It's a really good cast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Method John Man's in He was in Loaded Weapon. Yeah, he played yeah. the the. Um, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Method Man's in it. He comes nice. out uh, rapping for nice. uh, Damon Wayans as he comes down for the fight, um, and so you know Damon Wayans is like, you know, taking. He's it been little... fighting the whole time though, right? What's that, Damon Wayans? He's oh yeah, been no, a he's, boxer he's, the whole he's time. He's the champ. Oh, he literally is the champ. Yeah. Oh, why um, would he even agree to that fight? Well, because there's nobody else for him to fight. Oh. You know, he's beaten well, everybody. Go drive and, your Ferraris around in circles yeah. and call it a day. <laughs> um, and so, oh, and the other thing too is, is Damon Wayans is like he doesn't give. He thinks this is total bullshit. Like he shouldn't even be fighting this guy. So he gains like. 30 pounds so when he comes to the match he's got this big stomach and everything like that yeah. um and like when they do his training montage he's like curling pieces of chicken and I eating sort and like, of remember the yeah stuff. it's really stuff. funny um that sounds funny and so <laughs> so the fight starts and you know damon wayne's just kind of floats him to like round three i think um and in round three Peter Berg hits him with the overhand right, you know, and he like dazes him, and and at one point, Damon Wayans is just pissed, and he's like, I can't do this anymore, and he's like, you trying to embarrass me on TV, and just steps up and just combos him like with a five shot, you know, and just puts him on the fucking ground, and the fight's fucking over, mm. you know what I mean? And uh, so they lose kind of the the stuff on Vegas, but. It's funny because, like, when he gets knocked out, like, they show this little, like, white kid that had been cheering for Irish Tommy Conklin, you know, and he's just so destroyed, and it's, like, slow-mo and Irish music playing behind it, and, like, oh, it's so fucking funny, man. It's a great movie, It was good. I remember when it first came out, and I I might even own it. I'm not sure. I'd have to check out, but, yeah, yeah, it's great. Tons of actors in it, too, man. They really got a lot of people on board. I don't know who directed it, but... That may have been Bernie Berg, actually. So Probably. I'll check it out. What do you got, Dave? This movie uh, came out this year. Came out this year? Came out this year. I just watched it. Oh. Don't want to keep it for your no, 2019? Huh? No, it, it was good, not great. There's enough other great <laughs> ones. It was better than good. Like, it had so many awesome elements, and I wanted just a couple other things to be different because it was a sci-fi. Uh-huh. So it had a weird, which I'm not hu- usually a huge sci-fi fan, but it was like a cop. So here's who it stars. Well, give us a name. It's called In the Shadow of the Moon. Oh, shit. Hmm. Never even heard of it. Me neither. It's the guy from Hatfield McCoy's that had the eye that was messed up. Oh, the guy from Predator. What's his name? Uh, Boyd. Yeah. Something. He was the star of it, along with Dexter. Michael C. Hall. And the guy from season two of Fargo, the black dude. Oh, Bokeem. Yeah. 
Woodbine. Bokeem Woodbine. Yeah. And That's a good guest. And the yeah. woman, I don't... She must be super famous, but I, I didn't look her What's up. What's the name of the movie again? In the Shadow of the Moon. Okay. So what it is is it takes place in five different segments nine years apart. In the first segment, they're trying to catch someone. What happened in the opening of the movie is three different people fell over with Ebola-like symptoms. One oh, of them shit. fell onto the grill while they were cooking. Another oh, one was in the fuck. middle of playing a concert at a piano. Ugh. Recital like in Carnegie Hall, yeah. and the other one was driving a bus. Oh my was a God. fucking bus driver, and all of a sudden, I mean, within like one, one was fine, and then just five seconds later, their eyes were bleeding up. They were bleeding out, and they fell over and died. Oh my God! Giant. What they noticed, and so, um, the guy, those, the Boy. black guy, the, the ones that aren't Dexter. Our partners, <laughs> Boyd and Bokeem. Okay, yeah, Floyd and Bokeem. Boyd, yeah, Boyd and Bokeem. Boyd and Bokeem. Yep. Yeah, sounds there like, you go. Sounds like a prog rock band. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're rookie cops. Yeah, um, Boyd wants to be a detective like his brother-in-law. He's married to Dexter's sister. Yeah, Dexter. Aw- Dexter that actor is awesome. The, your guy yeah, from Narcos. He's awesome. Yeah, oh, Predator. Narcos. Still in, that's what he's from. He's, oh, he's, Narcos, he's, he's still, still good. I haven't seen him in uh, Predator. That's my suit, bub. Yeah. <laughs> Narcos is the greatest television series next to The Wire to me. Yeah, well, we'll be. We'll talk about it on a... Okay. <laughs> I'm not talking about Something that. Something else. Now, anyways, De- <laughs> so Dexter's the lead detective. He shows up. They find these three prongs in the back of these three people's... Interesting. Head. So, head. like, uh, uh-huh. puppet master style. What, and then what, what happens is he meets... They think they found a suspect... They have a picture of her on surveillance cam. Mm. They think they spotted her. Uh, so they start chasing her. She has this metal thing with the spikes that come out. Uh-huh. And she drops it. He picks it up. She goes badass on a bunch of people. Which sounds awesome. I think I would be. And then she this. was yeah. like, and then she was in New York subway. She tells Boyd, we'll meet again. And then she gets pushed backwards in front of the subway. Subway kills her. Yeah. Damn. Don't spoil the end. I won't spoil the end. Yeah. Nine years later, so this movie's in five segments. Yeah. The next nine years is... Uh, well, it's like True Detective style, where they jump forward. Forward, yeah. yep. So so they're aging these characters? Yep. Yeah. Nine years, very well. They go in order, like the youngest? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So nine years later, now Boyd and his partner are lead detectives. Nice. It's and, so, and this is very True Dexter Detective Dexter is, is the supervisor. Mm-hmm. Um another string of victims with those holes yeah. comes up. Mm-hmm. They, find, they think they find a suspect. They show up at one of the scenes. The girl's there again. Huh. They had went to the morgue and already went over her body a million times in the last nine years. Right. She's there again. Wow. Damn. He, he, uh, he snatches her. She takes Boyd hostage in a plane, flies really low over the water and kicks his ass out and crashes the plane with her inside of it. He's like... Tries to tell Dexter it's the same girl. Yeah. He's like, we've seen her body in the morgue. It's in pieces from yeah. the train. Yeah, it's, like, it's the same girl. This sounds yeah. good. It does sound so he starts that, going. That, he starts so going. Slow it down. Now. I'm gonna end it. I'm gonna end it soon because there's a lot. I'll leave the last two things yeah, yeah, yeah. out. But oh. I'll just tell you this. He starts going all like Homeland, like making flow charts and fucking. Yeah. So he sort of becomes a private investigator because he's trying to uncover because. He has a premonition that he thinks she's going to come back in nine years mm. from now. So uh-huh. he, it's like the week of the third nine-year set. Uh-huh. And he's got all these books. He's living in his car. 
uh, his to, to make things worse, Dexter's sister, his wife, died during childbirth, so they have a kid that's growing up, and you're seeing nine-year versions of okay, yeah. of the kid, uh-huh. and she figures in to the end stuff. But it was a great movie. This, yeah, it's, it sounds and when good. I said it was good, not great, I, I wanted more. I wanted more of the sci-fi explanation mm-hmm. and kind of which they never gave, which is probably their choice. Yeah. yeah. And it, it didn't ruin the movie at all to not know that stuff. But you know, all good actors in it, too. Yeah. And yeah. He, he was, Boyd was great in uh, Logan. He was the one who was hunting Logan. Oh, that's right. right. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Mechanical arm. Yeah. Narcos, yeah. that's his thing. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's great in everything, so I'm waiting for them to, him to do the other Predator he'll be still. He'll be around for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. As, no, long, he's as, just this, as long as this truck doesn't roll backwards over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> Poor Anton. dedicating this movie to Anton on this freaking podcast. <laughs> All right, Spyco, huh? Well, I'm bringing it up. See, yes. You know. And I'm, I'm actually going to pick a Thanksgiving movie, oh, wow. too, for Thanksgiving. And most people, you know, you think Thanksgiving, you think planes, train, trains, and automobiles. Mm-hmm. Me, I do not think planes, trains, and automobiles. Gobble, gobble, I gobble. think Dutch. Yes! I knew Nin- you were going to say that. 1991's Dutch, man. And this is a super hard movie to find, like... Seventy dollars to, uh, is to it own really? Dutch, and I, it's not digital anywhere, so it's super really? hard. I used to if own it. I it, wish I didn't uh, had got rid of it back in the day. It. Yeah, I don't have Forever. it anymore. Yeah, I don't have it, so I'm gonna have to find. You sold like, yours? Uh, yeah, back in the day when I was trimming my collection. Not wow. Did you get something for it? Uh, probably at the time, not not what they're asking for it now. That's for damn sure. That's and it's crazy. a really fabulous movie. It's one of my favorite Ed O'Neill movies. Yeah. Uh, Ethan Embry's in it, and this was Ethan Embry before I think he was even going by Ethan Embry. I think he went. He was going at, under a different name uh, huh. before he started going under Ethan Embry. It was like Ethan something else. Yeah. Uh, and um, Joe Beth Williams, who is the mom from uh, Poltergeist, was in this. And mm-hmm. the stepdad, or his real dad, Ethan Embry's real dad, is uh, Shooter McGavin, uh, Christopher McDonald, <laughs> who had a great scene in this movie. <laughs> so what's going on? It's very simple. Yeah. Uh, Ed, uh, Ed Norton is dating Ed Joe... Uh, Ed O'Neill. Yeah. Ed, uh, Norton. Sorry, Ed Norton. Yeah, <laughs> American History X. Slightly different role. You wouldn't want him coming and picking you up so for the holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on is Joe Beth Williams is Ethan Embry's mom. Ethan Embry is out at military school. And uh, he's got his mom's living off with her new boyfriend, which is Ed O'Neill. And uh, Christopher McDonald is kind of a scumbag father that does not pay attention to Ethan Embry at all. Surprise. All the kids are leaving military school uh, for Thanksgiving for the weekend, but he doesn't want to go back to his mom's house, and he expects his dad to come pick him up, and uh, like an asshole dad at the last minute says, hey, I'm canceling on you, but I'm going to like... He actually calls him, and he's like... Uh, got a woman in the uh, room with him, and he's on his way to Didn't like, Dutch Jamaica have like his suitcases like, right next to him, ready to go? I think so. Yeah, so... He, he, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ed O'Neill comes up with a great idea talking to Joe Beth Williams at the the nice house that they're at. And he says, hey, I'm going to go and I'm going to pick him up and I'm going to bring him back here. And I'm going to do it like old school style. We'll do a road trip back yeah. here. And uh, then uh, we'll get to know each other on the road. He'll know I'm a good guy. And then we'll bond together and it'll be great. And ultimately, that is what happens. Yeah, yeah. But but through some misadventures. Oh, some yeah. crazy misadventures. And some like shocking ones too. Some really, really funny ones also. So... Ethan Embry was so good in this. Very, very uh, under uh, underplayed of how great an actor he was. You didn't realize it until later on when he was doing like that Brotherhood show. He it, was really good in. It was almost like a, a Home Alone road trip. 
It kind of was. He, yeah. he was a little older than what Ken McAllister would have been, yeah. but he is very pretentious, and he is very smart, too. And he keeps thinking that he's going to outsmart Ed O'Neill, but Ed O'Neill has been around for a while, yeah. and he's not an idiot. He's really a smart guy. He's not like he's playing Al Bundy yeah, uh, in this say. movie at all. And so he picks him up, and he's like, he's like, I'm not going with you. And then the next shot is him, like, hogtied. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, don't think get away, I don't think you can get away with that nowadays. No, no, no hell no. And he literally throws him in the back seat, and yeah. he's, like, uh, gagged and everything. Yeah. And he eventually takes it off, and he's, he's got to warm up to him a little bit more and more That's and more. a terrible first impression, by the way. <laughs> You're picking up some... He wasn't even related to the No. Kid. So there's some <laughs> great scenes where he tries to break the uh, kind of break the ice with Ethan Embry's character. Remember he goes to the uh, he goes to the store to get the fireworks. Oh, I just thought and- of a pod a podcast for the future. Oh yeah. Things that you would get arrested for if you scenes that you would get arrested for <laughs> if you did them nowadays. That's a good idea. <laughs> Uh, so he, he picks up like uh, he picks up some uh, fireworks. He picks up some naked lady cards, <laughs> playing cards, and everything. That's right, yeah. And uh, remember, he's, he's showing him parts of the cards. Yeah. And he stops on the side of the road and he lights all these fireworks off. And Ethan Embry's just like trying not to smile. He's just yeah. really kind of stoic in the seat. And but then it like one of the Roman candles goes off and like <laughs> it hits Ed O'Neill and it's yeah. on the back of his shirt and he has to uh, take his jacket off. And Ethan Embry's laughing his ass off. So that's like the first break of it. So. Then it gets even crazier when they end up picking up the prostitutes. One of them's Dottie from uh, Pee-wee's uh, Big Adventure. Oh, wow. And they got the prostitutes in there, and he's hitting on them in the back seat and everything. So he's having, he's starting to have more of a time of his life. But he still has these moments of outburst. Remember the scene where he uh, almost gets that truck driver killed outside the uh, uh, outside the hotel? At some point in the hotel, Ethan Embry sneaks out steals the car and puts it in the street and uh, a huge tractor trailer truck uh comes hits the car and it plows it off the roads and dutch comes out thinking that ethan Embry's in the car oh wow and he's freaking out and he's screaming uh uh like no and then ethan Embry just walks up very like silent and everything and uh dutch like throws him in the uh hotel and he says that guy that hit that car almost got killed and he was going home to see his family and i had to uh talk him into uh remember there's a great scene where he's talking with a uh, truck driver and he says you're lucky your dad's here i would have whooped your ass yeah. uh so that kind of breaks him down just a little bit you know uh all the way until they have all these different experiences the uh the money's running out he has to uh hitch rides and everything yeah. very similar to like uh kind of plays like mobiles, but trip. yeah they were trying to, <laughs> to get back for the thanksgiving one of my favorite things is when they finally get back to uh the house and shooters there yeah and al uh, al al Bundy. yeah uh, ed o'neill uh punches him in the face do you yeah. remember that yeah he punches him in the face so hard that With his ring imprint ring. His, yeah. the imprint is on his head and it's the way shooter plays it where he's just like completely out of it yeah it just looks so spaced out and ed o'neill has to like turn him around to face his car and push him towards it and he's slipping on the ice and everything it was just a really great road movie man and that's a for sure, a category that we're going to have in the future. Uh, probably not going to put Dutch on there now, but there's so many uh, of those types of road movies. You think uh, Tommy Boy, Planes, Absolutely. Trains is uh, certainly one. Even Black Sheep is kind of a, uh, a road movie. <laughs> Mickey Mallory. What's that? Mickey and Mallory Knox? I, I suppose that's a road movie. Why are you always going to take it to the dark, man? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that's not a road movie. I, I mean, mean, I guess so. I guess it is. Thelma <laughs> and Louise? That's a fucking road movie. Or death. What the hell? <laughs> Justin, take us up. All right. Um... 1993's 
The Meteor Man. Meteor Man. The Meteor Man. Oh, this is the one this with, uh, what's his name? Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend, yeah. yeah. I have seen it once. What was the other one that he did that was funny? Um, that was silly Robert like Townsend. this. Uh, he, now he did some he stuff had like on a HBO. Show. Didn't he have a show at one point? Yeah, on HBO. Yeah. Um, here, let me see if I can just pull it up real quick. I remember him being a kind of a staple in the uh, late '80s, early '90s. I'm pretty sure Maria stuff. made me watch a movie. He did the Five Heartbeats. Nope. Um, it was the one. It was. Yeah. yeah, right around this time. Huh. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm just trying maybe, to look maybe it's Meteor Man. Here. Maybe it is Meteor Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. This this was a really fun movie. Um, basically, uh, Robert Townsend's just kind of your everyday dude. Um, you know, he lives in a neighborhood that's not the best. Um, and there, dude, there's a handful of characters in this too. Eddie Griffin is oh, yeah. like his best friend. Um, James Earl's James Earl Jones is in this movie, but I'm sorry, it's been so long since I've seen it. I don't exactly remember who he is, other than just kind of like the narrator. <laughs> I um, mean, that sounds like his job. Yeah. Um, uh, other notorious, I would say, names are Bill Cosby. Ah, um, the cause. Yeah. Um, I think this was this was directed by directed and written by Robert Townsend. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, he had a he had a couple of gears there. Yeah, um, I think this may have been Don Cheadle's very first movie. Huh. Um, now this could have been like on a two pack with Blank Man, really. Oh yeah, it really, really could have. Um, I can't remember. I can't pronounce this guy's name. Uh, Robert Giuliani. Ju- you know him, the guy from uh, Breaking Bad. Oh, Robert Guillaume. There we go. Yeah, Benson. Benson. Yeah, Benson. Yeah, yeah, Benson. Um, Sinbad. Um, Man, yeah, he picked a lot of. He's Robert Townsend was always a very respectable uh, writer and director too, yeah. so it was. Uh, it makes sense that he was. Was he in one of those like SCTV groups or Saturday Night Live? He I don't did one, think so. He I'm did trying a to remember TV what shows. it was, but he did one for HBO that was like his own comedy series, okay. and it was a special, okay. and it was skits and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it came out like once a month, yeah. you know, for like maybe six months. Um, but I can't mm. remember the name of it. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I just can't think of the name of it. Um, so he's just walking down the road in his neighborhood one day, and a meteor comes and hits the ground. And, and that's, how, that's how it happens uh, every time, you know. And he he like he picks it up, and it's like it starts like glowing green, and, 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 and he starts getting you know like meteor shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so he ends up getting like superpowers from this mm. meteor you know mm. and like he can fly and he's bulletproof and he's super strong um and also one of the things is is like those are the three good ones i know and right if you can um, throw in some invisibility and mm-hmm. so one thing is not invisibility but like it and it comes in handy for him and also it ends up being funny as well is if he touches a book he can like learn the whole book through osmosis. Oh, that's nice. Awesome. Oh, yeah, that would be so. Awesome. I totally forgot about this. I you just, got a lot of movies on your list that I need to go back and. Uh, I would just sit purchase. in the library for six months and then go on Jeopardy. Yep. But boom, but, boom, boom. but the only thing in Eddie Griffin, who's his best friend, you know, is the guy who's like, yeah. let's figure out what your powers are. You know, I'm, um, I'll be your Alfred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he he realizes that like whatever he absor- or absorbs from a book. He only keeps for 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> um, 
but you know, I mean, if you're in a pinch, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> so I'd carry seven books with me yeah, at all <laughs> times. <Yep. Yeah. laughs> Kung Fu, bomb. yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, the the bad guy in this uh, movie, his name is Roy Fegan. Um, also, uh, uh, what's his name? Debo is in this. Debo. Big Daddy Kane is in this. Luther, Luther Vandross is wow, in this. Luther. Wallace Shawn is in this. Who's the Inconceivable. Phase yeah, on Love is in this. Yeah. Um, John Witherspoon is in this. Biz Marquis yeah. is in this. This shows like, how much pull Robert Townsend yeah, has. Dude, too. I, it's such a fun movie. Um, so the, there's this gang led by uh, Roy Fegan, and their whole thing is that like they all dye their hair blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, his like right hand man is Don Cheadle, and his like na- black guys with blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Um, and so his right hand man is Don Cheadle, and his name is Goldilocks. <laughs> um, yeah, and so man, the- Cheadle, man, this must have been before Boogie Nights, too, man. Dude, so I think this been, might have been his, be his first movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna look it up right Certainly now. Certainly, the but- first thing I probably saw him in because I saw this when it first came out. Ninety three. Yeah, ninety three. Um, when did Traffic come out? Well, Traffic came out two thousand. Um, and so, basically, this gang is you know taking over the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and now Meteor Man is here, and he's gonna he's gonna save everybody. You Did know, he give himself that name. Um, oh, was it Eddie? <laughs> I I think that uh, I think it might have been Eddie actually. Um, but again, he's also a science teacher. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, <clears throat> and you get, and you're M and M, so that's good. You already got some name recognition to build off yeah. of, right? Um, so, you know, the, the plot line is, is the, the gang versus Meteor Man, and it's your typical superhero back and mm-hmm. forth, you know. Um, and when it comes down to, like, the final scene, um, he ends up losing his power. He, like, puts his power back into the meteor, mm-hmm. and the bad guy is going to take it, but he drops it. So they both jump and touch the meteor, so they both get the power. Um, <laughs> and, like, the bad guy throws him into, like, a... a like a bookmobile, you know? <laughs> um, and so reading is fundamental. Yeah. And so he ends up looking down and the first book he picks up is like Jeet Noon Do by Bruce oh, Lee, nice. you know? Nice. And so he absorbs it and like, he kicks the shit out of a couple of guys. Um, and right as he's about to get to the, to the bad guy, it wears off. Uh, um, grab another book. So he's like, Oh, I got to find that book. I got to find that book. So he grabs it <laughs> and it's like, runway walk runway walking modeling or whatever <laughs> and so he throws it to the bad guy and he catches it and so you remember that song vogue yeah, yeah. they play oh, yeah. vogue and they're like striking poses <laughs> yeah. back and forth because that's all they could do for that's the next funny. 30 that's seconds. a great element yeah dude it's it, it's a really fun movie yeah. and um you know it, it it's such kind of a niche genre. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. You know, I, I'm this could s- totally be in the same universe, though, as Black as Man. As Blank Man, exactly. You uh, know? That would be great. And Undercover uh, Brother. Yeah. yeah. It, it, which they, yeah, which Robert he, Townsend is in that, too. I just looked him up, and uh, oh, they really? said he's listed as Agent UB. Huh. So he must just be Well, there's I mean, an Undercover cameo. Brother, too. Yeah, and so it's, it's, on, it it's out yeah. on Redbox right yeah. now. Yeah, I didn't know about it. It's Eddie? I don't know. I know it's Michael J. White. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I never would have thought of him for that. Dolomite's out too. I haven't watched it yet. I, I saw that. That was going to be the one I texted you yeah. about. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that may, been so my, maybe 2019 that, if it's good. Yeah, yeah. Nice. All right, Dave, what do you got? All right. Write these down this one is them. a biop, so a true story. Uh-huh. That documentary uh, or not documentary? 
it's it's a it's a drama movie okay. based on a true story, gotcha. and it's uh, Chappaquiddick. Oh, you've seen it. You have saw I this. Have you, you saw seen it in the theater? Remember, you I remember you said you went theater? and saw Chappaquiddick. I don't even remember. Bobby Ken- uh, Ted Kennedy. Ted Kennedy driving the girl in the uh, the water. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. With, I saw that with my dad, yeah. and like my dad, anytime I don't go see movies with him anymore. But like anytime we're in a movie, I can't pay attention to the movie because like he doesn't just whisper something uh, to you. He goes, you know, I actually don't think it happened that oh, way. Geez. I think what happened was, yeah, and it's those like, people you can't go to. The and and so like I can't remember movies that he I do see this with your him. whole childhood. Every movie you oh, ever yeah, went to. Every movie. Yeah. Every movie. Uh, yeah. No. Mom would love this movie. I don't think yeah. seen. maybe so, she has seen. I actually think mom went in the theater by herself. She probably did. Yeah. She's she worked for the Kennedy Foundation yeah. most of our time growing up, and we were always from Massachusetts. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were told at a young age, listen, the Kennedys is a flawed group of human beings yeah. that get a lot done. Yeah, which we grew up with that pride. Really, yeah. it's like we all knew the weird stories about them, and this yeah. story was one of them because this was one of the bigger when ones. we grew up. It, this had happened the in the black 70s. Brother. Yeah. <laughs> the heir apparent, before this happened, yeah. he was a senator oh, yeah. in Massachusetts. They were grooming him yep. for the next presidency. If it wasn't for this one incident, he yeah. probably would have ran for president. So, um, I think I think I pulled up. Talk amongst yourselves for a second. <laughs> so, so uh, happy so Thanksgiving, everybody. John Kennedy died. <laughs> and then Bobby Kennedy died. Yeah. So, yeah, this was the I'm brother. looking up the I'm looking up the cast because it's weird. Because I saw this guy, I had never seen The Office before, and I was like, oh, this is the guy from the Kennedy movie. He's a comedian? Ed Helm. Ed Helms, yeah. I didn't know he was a comedian. Yeah, from uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Hangover. Right? Yeah. yeah. I Absolutely. don't even remember. Is he the dentist? Yeah. Well, he's the one who lost his tooth. Yeah. <laughs> he was a dentist. Yeah. Right? I guess right. he was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're not actually a doctor. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the same page. But he played his cousin, who was also his attorney, Yeah. and the the guy District. from Pet, didn't the pet, get pet Cemetery guy play uh, Ted Kennedy? Yes, yeah. yeah, he was Jason Clark. Jason Clark. He was great. He's awesome. Uh, Jim Gaffigan played the U.S. Uh, no really? Massachusetts District Attorney. Wow. So this whole story Son, takes place in four days. Mm-hmm. Basically, there was a break in. Um, it was the moon landing was happening, uh-huh. or just after. Um, he was a Ted was a senator from Massachusetts. He was going to launch a campaign. So what he did is he had some of some of Bobby's Clancy campaign Brown played Bob Kennedy. Yeah, Bobby Kennedy. some of um some so there was they had a party during the regatta mm-hmm. in um Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, and we had gone. I don't, had you gone to Martha's Vineyard uh, as a kid? Maybe we once, went once think, yeah. with the, when we did the whale watching. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. went to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, I went there a bunch of times. Yeah. I took Maria, my wife there mm-hmm. it's, i think it's pretty cool yeah it's beautiful it's an island but it's an island of rich like Nantucket, most all of those. <laughs> it really is just rich people oh, that yeah, nantucket's yeah. just rich yeah people. yeah so the kennedys have a compound on martha's vineyard they of always course. have yeah um they probably have one in nantucket as well mm-hmm. um so they went back for this uh barbecue regatta um house party mm-hmm. and uh ted's flirting with um What's her name from... Uh, Kate Mara. Kate Mara. Yeah. She plays Bobby's ex-campaign uh, manager. He's mm-hmm. trying to convince her to run his campaign to, mm-hmm. for president. So they had this party together, and he had a little too much to drink, and he was, his wife wasn't there. Kennedy's wife wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So he took this girl, Mary Jo... Um, her real name? Her real name. Oh, I don't Kopechny. know. Kopechny. Yeah. yeah. And... Ted was drunk. He was driving through the island. The island has these tiny wooden bridges. They don't have them anymore, but it was just a piece of wood. Yeah. 
it, there was no railings. Right. He just went slow. Yeah. He came barreling around the corner, flipped it, and then left her there. Yeah. Went back to the party. <sighs> went in the water. Went in the water. Yeah, upside yeah. down. Yeah. Car in the water. Not, but like, the whole car was, but like the back end was sticking out. Yeah, like, yeah. It wasn't that deep. Basically. Mm-hmm. It was just a small bridge. Right. Instead of pulling her out, just went back to the So party. he wakes up some of the people at the party, Ed Helms, um, Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. And, and they're like, you have to call police. So they run back there. Ed Helms dives in yeah. to try to save her. She, they can't save her. She's already dead. Yeah, I mean, how long? At, it was an time hour. In, like an hour. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much oxygen stays in a car before After it gets pushed hour, out. After an hour, you might as well yeah. just wait for the tow truck so, to pull it out. Yeah. So he, they say, you have to report this. Yeah. And he's like, you're right, you're right, you're right. He doesn't. Right. Mm. He waits a while. Like, like, like until a week they find or the body. Like no, 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 no. It was the next day. He has to report it. But he... Uh, he waited until the people found the body. Right. He didn't call and say. So then it becomes the next two days is literally Ted Kennedy trying to figure out how the fuck he's going to tell people. Spin this, spin and, this yeah. so that he can have a political career. Yeah. Um, Presidency's over. You can almost yeah. imagine that immediately. I he, mean, he ran you're in, lucky if you're Well, a he ran in this. So this was like 70. Yeah. He ran in 80, I think, and lost yeah. in the primaries. So his uh, Bruce Dern played Joe Kennedy, yeah, right, matriarch. Yeah, yeah. he died literally a, a year after this incident, I think, mm. but he was in it, and uh, so it was basically he brought in a bunch of high-powered people, and he had he had went to a party the next day and wore a neck brace, and then tried to spin that he went down. He had never drank, yeah. and basically all culminates to the address he made to the Massachusetts uh, people mm. on TV about the incident, uh-huh. and it was a complete spin. If if things happen the way the movie said it did, which I think it's come out yeah, since yeah. then, I think has. most people realize that this was and, a cover uh, up. Of yeah, he was with this girl. He was gonna fuck her. He yeah. was taking her back to a cottage, and he got drunk and he panicked and yeah, and didn't do the right didn't thing do afterwards. the right thing. And the whole thing was a spin. But I like the movies that you know you because we grew up hearing about this story. Yeah, oh yeah. And I don't read books. Mm-hmm. I read I read every day, but I read. Articles magazine articles, and, yeah. right. excerpts from stuff. I just, I, I don't have time to dedicate. How long does it take to read a three hundred page book? Right, five days. Yeah. As long yeah. as it takes. Yes, yeah. I don't have yeah. that kind of time. I really don't. I started a three hundred page book like ten years ago. <laughs> I'm on page seventy four. <laughs> Dale Carnegie's Next year is gonna be the year. Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People mm-hmm. is the last book I read, and that probably might speak to some of my character. But uh, <laughs> I think, I think honestly, Think and Grow Rich might be like the last book I read. Yeah, yeah. that might be a good one. It's a good one. Um, so it was a great. If you want to know about yeah. what happened, <laughs> what you can get away with if you have money too. Yeah, yeah I mean whatever yes. you fucking want. Yeah, yeah. He became a senator. I mean, he, he became, became a, senator a great and, senator. And yeah, and he never lost all the way the until up till when he died. He stayed a senator yep. after that incident. Yeah, and went on to be a U.S. Yeah. senator. I mean, you you shouldn't even be able to not. And most people would be in prison, not let alone become senator. So yeah. it's so just ridiculous. The key to the story is. Is Justin put it? If you have money, <laughs> you can do whatever the fuck. Do you whatever want. the hell you want. Yeah, because, yeah. man, can't wait. They might have money. They might take your money, yeah. but you can do whatever the That's fuck right. you want. It's influenza, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then you can go on Oprah and tell your whole story, yep. and she'll give you more money. Exactly. And people will cheer for you. And then you write a book about what happened, and you sell yeah. that, and then you get. And more people money loved him in every sense of the way that people should have hated him for this, yeah. and they didn't. Yeah. They, I mean, and he w- it affected his life. He became, I mean, a, that he became family, a raging alcoholic. That family, he already was, but I mean, is he, cursed. But it's not for nothing. Yeah, yeah. There's a karma to that family. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. they all were philanderers. You know, look, Robert Jr. Most of them. Yeah, didn't he die? I mean, he, he was probably Him the best of the his best. Wife. Yeah, yeah, in the plane yeah. crash. And her sister or something. Yeah, and he was probably the best of the best. He they never could have been the, either, the next big president. and He would have been president. He would have been. Someone would have shot him. He would have been great. Yeah. 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 He was the decent Somebody one probably did bunch, something to the plane. Oh, I, if it yeah. came out, I wouldn't Yeah, I wouldn't be completely surprised. Ooh, we could make a movie about that. doesn't even have to be factual. I think the Kennedys might have a problem with that. (laughs) Kennedys would sue us into poverty. (laughs) It will only take a week. (laughs) Touch me and I'll sue. Sue me for what? (laughs) I got one goat with one eye. You want that? All right. Good one there. Was that on Netflix? Oh, nice. I'll have to check it out because that's a subject that I was always interested in too. All right. This next movie, and this movie is right up your alley too. This is also one of the older ones we've talked about. 1957. One of my... Top ten favorite movies of all time. The acting in it, the the dialogue, the the script, everything was absolutely perfect in my opinion. In this movie was 1957's The S- Sweet Smell of Success. Huh. This was Burt Lancaster and Tony Curtis, and this was. Have you seen it? You might have watched I, it with me once. I'm pretty sure, uh, but it's been it's a long time. All <laughs> about the cutthroat business world. Uh, in particular, dealing with this is Burt Lancaster's character is a um he's a writer for the uh i wouldn't say tabloids but he was he's a writer that could make or break any entertainer's kind of career he reviewed broadway plays stand-up acts everything and he was so powerful that whatever he wrote down people it would wreck their career or he would make their career Mm -hmm. and so tony curtis plays his slippery sly like uh press agent and he's just trying to bring Burt Lancaster information, and he will help him do whatever he wants him to do just so he'll become, get a better career for himself. He's an attorney? Uh, no, he's a press agent, <laughs> but similar. <laughs> so you get to see these great, great stuff in the movie. So what's actually going on behind the scenes is Burt Lancaster's sister, who he's basically taken care of, but she's also almost an adult. I mean, she's like 18. Uh-huh. Uh, about But living there at the house with him, and he is so overprotective with her. Well, she is dating the saxophone player that uh, Burt Lancaster does not like him. So he's kind of put Tony Curtis in charge of breaking them up any way you can. I don't want them together. Do what you have to do. Right. So that's kind of the underlying thing that's uh, going through the whole thing. And he's kind of charged him with that before the movie starts. So the first time we see Tony Curtis and Burt Lancaster together, he's already pissed at him because he's already kind of failed at doing it. Uh-huh. Like he's, they've gotten, they're very close to being engaged. He's afraid they're going to run off. So you better do your job fast. There was a lot of great moments in this that showed uh, great character developments, uh, moments that showed how crazy and uh, what Tony Curtis would do to really, really uh, screw anybody over or to advance his, his life. So there was, I'll mention a couple of these moments. One of them was he was getting desperate. He needed some sort of information to boost his career so he decided to use a little bit of blackmail so he comes over to this writer and says i need you to put something good about me in the paper or one of my clients in the paper tomorrow if you don't i'm gonna uh publish a story about you and that like cigarette girl uh that you've been seeing (coughs) so to make it even worse he approaches him at his uh he approaches him at the table where this writer is having dinner with his wife and they're they're just talking and having dinner 
and uh, Tony Curtis is putting in some jabs in there, and he's like, he's like, you don't have anything for me? I said, and Tony Curtis is like, I have a little story about a cigarette girl. You sure you don't have anything about me? <laughs> and this guy won't take the bait. He's he turns to his wife. I've been sleeping with a cigarette girl. <laughs> Damn. And, uh, just to blow Tony. And Tony's like, holy fuck. Damn. And then he, someone overhears it and tells him to come over there. And it's uh, Larry Tate from uh, Bewitched, uh-huh. you know, uh, Darren's Darren. boss. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. He was like, do you want any information about uh, this? He says, I'll, I'll give you information. Uh, and he sees Larry, uh, the Larry Tate character look uh, at one of the waitresses all kind of seductively. And he's like, do you like girls? I know a girl I can get you if you put a story in for me. So then <laughs> he, he, we meet a girl that he knew earlier in the uh, movie, and he's about to pimp her out. That's how desperate he is to do it. <laughs> so that's like one element that shows what he'll go to. And another one that was really great is he shows up at Burt Lancaster's office where his secretary is writing the column that's going to come out that day. And he he sneaks a peek, and she's like, I don't mind if you sneak a peek at the column as long as he, uh, you don't tell Brute Lancaster that I uh, showed it to you. So he takes a look at it, and he apparently Burt Lancaster had gone seen a stand-up comedy act like the night before. And so he just gives this guy a good review. He's like, this guy was funny. Go check him out and everything. And uh, that guy doesn't know that Burt Lancaster wrote a story about him. So what he does, Tony Curtis goes to the stand-up comedian Mm -hmm. whose agent's right with him, and they're about to go on stage to do another show. And he's like, you know, I could I could be a better agent for you. And he's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm his agent. I'm right next to him. What the hell is going on? He says, yeah, but I can get you. How about I uh, – I bet I can guarantee you I get you in, uh, in J.J. Hunt's, uh, Huntsacker's uh, art, uh, article tomorrow. Oh, and he wow. gets on the phone and pretends to call him, and he's actually calling his own secretary. He says, yeah, this guy is great. And he actually quotes – uh, nice. The lines that are, he knows are already going to be in the paper that <laughs> oh, morning. Oh, that's fucking And then he, he says, he says, you come and talk to me sometime and hands him his card and everything. It's sure as shit the next day. That was such a great column that you had him write for me and everything. <laughs> oh, Tony Curtis is such a scumbag in this. And it goes all the way down to... What are you to, talking about? Yeah. He's business is tough, man. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Burt Lane kind of... Caster keeps freezing him out because of this whole thing with his uh, with his daughter uh, with his sister and the saxophone player. So it gets so bad that he's so desperate that Tony Curtis plants marijuana in the pocket of the uh, of the saxophone player and Damn. then calls the cops and Damn. gets him arrested and everything. It's like Danny DeVito's character. Oh, in, he's such and, a scumbag uh, in in. Uh, L.A. Confidential. L.A. Confidential. Remember yeah, yeah. He was kind of prostitute. Yep, he was kind of a setup guy like that. But it it goes all the way down. It has so many great. I'm ones. surprised I haven't seen this movie. Uh, I don't think I've seen this yeah. movie. Oh, it's so good. It sounds man. really good. It sounds really. It, good. It's got a really a bunch of great one liners on it too. Because this is pretty crazy George, material for 1957. Yeah. Hell yeah! Towards the end, Tony Curtis gets so pissed off that he's he tries to sell out uh, Burt Lancaster and says tells the sister your brother's hired me to do this and he says i don't know what you're talking about and uh then she believes burt lancaster and not tony curtis so tony curtis realized he's just destroyed his entire career doing it Damn. and uh there's a great line that burt lancaster says you're dead already man you just need to go get yourself buried and there's <laughs> another great line where he uh 
when he tells him what he did with the with the marijuana, he's like, "You're like a cookie full of arsenic." He says, "I'd hate to take a bite out of you." <laughs> oh man, it was such a fabulous, fabulous movie about business and all the shady shit that has to be done behind the scenes for things to get accomplished and everything, and what people will do to further their career. And sometimes it'll work, and sometimes it will not. And, for and if Curtis, it works, then you're lauded as a hero. Yeah. And if it doesn't, you're a crook. It's great too because you don't usually get to see uh, Tony. Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great because you don't usually get. To see tony curtis play this type of character yeah. too he's not really that scumbag a lot of times in movies what's his most famous role ever? uh spartacus, spartacus maybe uh well the old ones with jack lemon like some like it hot and uh, operation petticoat was one of my favorite yeah, ones with him one. and uh carrie grant uh really really good movies and uh yeah most people know tony curtis is jamie lee curtis's dad uh and her mom was janet lee from psycho uh so it was a famous family uh, that was like, she grew up in poverty, is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, also. <laughs> she could drive with somebody into the water and get away with it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sweet Smell of Success. Check it out. It's really fabulous. Hell yeah. Um, another one? Yeah, number dude. Yeah, this is another great one. Uh, 1992's Mo Money. Mo Money. Mo Money. I thought you were going to pick Senseless. Mo Money. You know? I totally oh, yeah. thought you were going to pick Senseless. I was like, he's going to go with the total uh, superhero, uh, alternate superhero route here. Yeah. Mo Money was great, though. I don't remember Mo Money. I definitely saw it when it first came out. Um, yes, yeah, so Damon Wayans, Marlon Wayans. Damon I think. is the star. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he absolutely, dude. fucking list, man. Oh, man, he's, he needed it, too. Um, and also, uh, Stacey Dash is in this as well. So, like I said, we'll give her a mention. Is she the main girl in this? She's the yeah. main girl, yeah. Um, Did also, you see the video of her being arrested? And the cop's, like, super I, sweet to her and says, says, what do you do? I'm an actress. I, yeah. I was in that movie Clueless. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's 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 Keep a shame. Shut, yeah. yeah. Um, Harry Lennox is in this. I don't know. Harry Lennox, yeah, yeah. 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 He, he, Harry Lennox me was uh, the guy from uh, the black guy from Titus. Um, Remember the 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 black guy from Titus? He's the only oh, yeah, black guy yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, I I always is he in uh, the Matrix too? I don't think he was in the Matrix. No, he possibly he could have been. I in think the he was the head of the military yeah. in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, you might be right on that. Um, he was great in Titus. Yeah, really. Great. I never saw that. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, Damon Wayans and Marlon Wayans are just a couple of con men, and I'm pretty sure that it's either like New York or Chicago. Was this or kind like of that. bred from that back of the uh, truck? sketch yeah mo money mo yeah, money yeah, yeah. yeah exactly except no uh, in this one though you know like they're you know they're hustlers but like they end up doing really really well and like dressing real nice and stuff like that um so what happens is is they're doing uh what's it called three card money yeah where you look yep. for the queen oh, yeah, yeah. you know you um, never can find her yeah exactly um unless you're johnny five <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so they're outside and they're hustling people you know because that's the whole thing is you can't win that game um because usually they cuff the card mm, yeah, you yeah. know um, and so they're taking this guy's money and Stacy Stacy Dash like comes up and he and Damon Wayans is like, How about you? Why don't you come down down and you play, you know? And so he makes it so she keeps taking money from Marlon Wayans, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, I watched them do that in New Orleans during the Thanksgiving football game where oh, yeah? they, their friends just walked around the block yeah. and kept winning and winning and winning and Taurus would come up and watch them win two it's or three a, times. It's in a good row. scam. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, she's she's just some pretty girl that he sees, so okay. she's so actually, she's not actually oh, she so she's really actually going to just take their money and yeah, leave, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but uh, Damon Wayans tries to hit on her to get a date, and she's like, "Yeah, no thanks," you know. Um, 
and she goes into this building and and so he like follows her in there or whatever um goes all the way up to the same floor that she works on and then he applies for a job <laughs> you know i remember um, this as you're saying it too yeah this was a good movie um and so turns out that uh it's like a, a credit card company you know mm-hmm. so sure enough like, since he's a hustler <laughs> you know he ends up getting a job as a as a male guy there and um one of the things that he is doing is like returned credit cards and stuff mm-hmm. you know that he's supposed to like give to somebody to shred or whatever he just keeps a few of them mm-hmm. here and there because like they're going to write off whatever's done because it's already a canceled card or something like that he finds a scam you know mm-hmm. so him and Marlon Wayans just go like coming to America you know oh, like yeah. you know and just start buying all kinds of suits and and you know fancy dinners and renting fancy cars and all this stuff well uh what's his name john john deal uh, oh john deal yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he's, great. he's like head of security for the company um and he knows that damon waynes has been stealing all this stuff so I think he has like it's either they have like a credit fraud ring that they're running mm-hmm. or it's a drug ring. I can't remember which one. Um it's been a while. But they're doing some really shady shit, you know. Um, the company itself? Or like Damon Wayne. Some Wayans. some people at the company are doing okay. some really shady mm-hmm. shit and he's head of security and he's like in charge of making sure everything's running smoothly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Making sure all the shady shits running the movie. Yeah, I, I, yeah, <laughs> and so I think that um, since he catches Damon Wayans, he like is gonna tell him, "Oh, you're gonna you know go and do this. You're gonna do protection on this drop for me, basically." Um, and so he kind of sets him up, and there's some action, you mm-hmm. know, towards the end. Um, and so it, it's a pretty good movie. It's fun. It's funny. And he see Bernie Max on it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I forget who he is though. It says. Says he's the club doorman. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> oh, so he was a small ass role. For um, but I'll tell you one really funny part. So Harry Lennox is Stacy Dash Dash's um, current boyfriend, mm. and they end up getting into a fight. And uh, Damon Wayans knows somehow that they get into a fight, so he does an impression. He goes to her door and he knocks on the door, and he's like, he's like Amber, Amber, I have a joke for you, and he goes. <laughs> What does a man with a three-inch penis have for breakfast? And it's so out of character for him to tell a joke. And he goes, well, this morning, I had a bagel with cream cheese. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, she lets him in or whatever. But, like, you know, it's it's a fun movie, man. And, and again, like, all of these... It goes down to a big scam probably. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think, like, they even kidnap Stacey Dash. And, like, they have to go and get him back. And, you know, so... This was another one that I always saw at the video store that I rented when I worked there, too. So I'd have to... What's the yeah lowdown dirty shames the other one if you had picked that and yeah. senseless you yeah. would have had the whole I know right well universe. I had to I had to throw <laughs> evolution trilogy. yeah, I yeah. Know, right they could say all could almost be coming out of the same universe it's really cool yeah uh, yeah that's awesome more yeah. money wild card bitches <laughs> all right Dave what you got I got another movie that's not fun Just at all fucking stepping on Sorry, my shit I'm, every I'm fi- time I'll fix this it is a documentary go. straight up straight up documentary that you didn't Co- pick on the doc- documentary uh, I didn't know about it. Oh, oh, I just saw it. Yeah. it I went, how long ago did this, was this made? Was this a recent uh, modern? 2019, probably oh, okay. this year. Oh, this year? Um, so what it does is it spans... It's the name of it. <laughs> it's called Let It Burn. Okay. 
Los Angeles, 1982 to 1992. 1992 was the uh, – just hap- the riots mm-hmm. were just, had just finished So it's up. all about the riots? So it's all about – all the shit what that happened in L.A. It, yeah. that led up to the riots. Oh, wow. OJ. So, a lot of the OJ. No, no, no OJ, OJ was uh, post-riots. OJ yeah. was 93 or 94. That's yeah. right. It started another riot. Yeah. It, I don't think they ever rioted. No, no, no. They no. didn't riot. Oh, that's no. right. That's right. Yeah, not over OJ. Yeah. So this if was, it was a white man that killed OJ, they, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the place yeah. so was burned to the ground. Uh, so basically, it was Reginald Denny. It was it was what's Rodney King. Rodney King. Yeah. And it was... That that Korean shop owner that shot that black yeah. girl in the back of the head. She was number one, and it directly dealt with the cops. Obviously, it it, it dealt with the cops. So so it started out with just talking. It started. They introduced a bunch of people that factored in later on that you didn't. They didn't reveal who they were mm-hmm. in the beginning, but then you found out later. Oh, this is the dude that did that shit. Oh wow! Like, this is the dude that hit, that kicked Reginald Denny yeah, when he was down and spent two yeah. years in jail. Yeah. Oh wow! And uh, so it starts out with. The distrust of the cops in L.A. Mm. And that that um, yeah, that time period was rough. That well, that police chief Gates, yep. he was a motherfucker. That guy, oh yeah, unapologetic. In L.A., you're the police chief until you get removed. It's almost like Pope. Oh wow! Literally, you get appointed to the job, and then you either get booted, Sounds or like you resign. Sounds yeah. like a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bad idea. He was a white cop in a predominantly black city with South Central. L.A. is huge. L.A. is like we were talking about earlier with Massachusetts yeah. and Mansfield, the towns kind of oh, yeah, blend close. together. God. LA is like 15 towns together. Yeah. Or counties Could you or imagine the power trip that somebody in the wrong frame of mind would have yeah. with something like that? And this was that oh, guy. This was right. that dude, That's what man. I'm saying. So like, basically, th- this is where chokeholds were started. Yeah. They needed a way to get people, because people were doing crack yeah. and PCP and they were freaking out and taking cops down. Right. LAPD, this is when they started doing like paramilitary stuff. They yeah. got the tanks that knocked over people's walls yeah. Yeah. it was really a launch against the black community yeah. mm-hmm. and so the anger that the whole thing was about the anger how much they were going to take you know they would go and the, they would talk to these um these people that were talking he's like yeah and something sucks about every time we go into these korean stores they just follow you around mm-hmm. they have like six family members there and one follows because they're just worried people are going to steal something yeah. from yeah. us so the first instance was they would have video games in the back of these stores so the kids would come in and play right and so some girl came in to play video games she had an orange juice she had her backpack on she she put her orange juice like up on her shoulder between her backpack while she got her money out, and mm. the lady behind the counter was like, "You're stealing that orange juice." And she's like, "No, I'm not. I'm gonna pay for it." She's yeah. like, "You were trying to steal that orange juice." And then finally, she threw her money, turned her back. The Korean woman took out a handgun and blew the sixteen-year-old head off. What, what the, the fuck? Wow. And got five months probation. Uh, Whoa! Yeah. That's and you should. They showed the trial. They showed the verdict. They showed the white judge that gave the woman judge that gave her got yeah. her off and they the black community was furious yeah. wow like and that's why in I'll, later on i'll talk about the how it came full circle but so that was like the first incident mm-hmm. and then you know there was a lot of shit in between that obviously the, yeah. the cops and the, they hated each other this is 82 to 92 so i don't know when straight out of compton was probably 88 maybe yeah, yeah. so yeah. right building up to yeah. the riots. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing the riots on TV. Oh, yeah. I remember the riots. Now, um, who was... Reginald Denny came after... Yeah, so what yeah, happened... Yeah. So, that was the, so that here, was so, so I'm getting up to Rodney King now. Yeah, Rodney yeah, King. Rodney King... Yeah. 
That was after the God, beating. I remember so, that well, they fucking video, people, dude. There they, was like seven They told of L.A. Them. cops. At, so L.A. police, the, there was one more incident in between the Korean woman and Rodney King, and it was this teenage, 20-year-old, father-to-be black kid that was coming home, and the cops, like, tried to... Someone called the cops on him, and the cops showed up, and he he was like... But he was resisting, so they put him in a chokehold, and he died. Mm-hmm. And all the cops got off. So they said, no more chokeholds. So what do we do instead of chokeholds? Because this crack is an epidemic, and we have to keep suspects down. Well, you can hit them with batons. Yep. So yeah. they, that's when they brought the baton on. Mm-hmm. Now, Rodney King comes. What they weren't accounting for is there was a, <laughs> someone, a video someone had a video yeah. camera 100 yards on their balcony of their apartment One building. One of the best video camera. Yeah. Sat there and watched do? the whole thing for... And the black people are like, yeah, this happens every yeah, well, fucking day, Well, and what day, are you going to do? Call the fucking cops? Yeah. You know They're what I mean? They're like, going to show up and hit you. Exactly. So he wouldn't stay down, and they kept. Sh- they had tasered him. They beat him and beat him. They gave him um, brain damage. The, the, ta- the tape got out. They brought it to the press? They say. The tape yeah, got it out. Yeah, like 2020. Yeah. And I mean, that's the, the article in the paper didn't make it sound like it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. But then the Mayor Bradley, who was the black mayor, they actually had compassion for the city, was fighting against... Daryl Gates, who was the sheriff, yeah. or the chief of police from right. L.A., and uh, so finally they were like, "You have to charge these officers." Yep. Yeah. So they charged the officers. The uh, the the defense attorneys got the trial moved to like Sonoma County or yeah. something where it was almost all white. Yeah. The cops, all four of them, got off. Yeah. On all charges, and they were probably suspended with pay. Yeah. Yeah. Know? That's probably. the worst right. when I hear yeah. that on the yeah. news now. And so. People went to. Um, people were frustrated and they were angry, and so they were going to start a protest walk. Yeah. And the famous intersection where Reginald Denny and some others got assaulted mm-hmm. is uh, Florence and Normandy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where it simmered over, man. Yeah. So the people were on the sides, and there was a lot of hoodlums out. They started looting. Well, the that's looting when the started riot first. started. Yeah. That's when the riot was starting yeah. right there. People were driving through the intersection. The traffic was getting backed up, so. Some people pulled some white people out of cars and were hitting them and beating them. But then this one brother and his him and his brother and his cousin all had video cameras. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this footage is from them. They were going to go and videotape the mo- protest march. Yeah. yeah. It turned into a riot. And they stayed there for like 48 hours, just Jeez. tape after tape, yeah. recorded the whole riot. Wow. To, for, but, you know, so it showed. So Reginald Denny was obviously the... Well, here's the shit part. So when the riot started in Florence and Normandy, the cops showed up, mm-hmm. but they didn't have riot gear, mm-hmm. and there was like 20 of them. So the lieutenant on the scene said, we're backed off. So you, you have all these thugs out there, like, ang- not thugs, but some of them were thugs. They yeah, were looting no, already. I mean, yeah. And so the cops showed up and basically said, we can't handle this, and left. Yeah. Can Jeez. you, as a criminal, because the gangs down there, then the gangs yeah. were like... We're going to rob some shit. Yeah. There's no cops here. Right. They're not coming back. Yeah. And they didn't. Reginald Denny got hit. He sat his ass in the I- intersection. And here's where the story you know, shows some, some sign of humanity. Some black people watching television. Yeah. One dude said, I'm going to go help that guy. Mm-hmm. Got in his car, drove to Florence and Normandy, jumped in his truck, and drove him to the hospital. Jesus. Saved his life. Wow. But they did that to one of the Korean shop owners. So that was day one. This lasted five days, this yeah. riot. Yeah. Then it moved to Koreatown where remember the images of the Korean shop owners with assault rifles on mm-hmm. top of their stores? Oh wow. 
There's gun battles in the streets. I mean, it was a yeah. huge, yeah. crazy part of it. People our... forget about it. It's good that they made this documentary yeah. to bring it, it back to light. Because everyone it's still should an watch issue. it. Yeah. It's yeah, the, and it's the, like racism hasn't gone issue, racism hasn't gone away. Yeah. Cops killing black people hasn't yeah. gone away, and they're still getting off. And they're still every getting every off, or, or suspended with pay. Like, that one woman that uh, that went into the other guy's apartment yeah. and shot him because yeah. she accidentally. But what did she get? Went into she only got like eight years. I don't think right? they've even years? done it yet. Have I think they? she got like ten years, yeah. but she'll she be got, out in like seven. Yeah, she'll be out in seven years. I mean, at least she got some time for it. Well, this is it's only starting to be like that. Yeah, yeah. That's recent. It, it's and ridiculous. She, yeah. It, well, but even on that point, like the fact that the white woman, instead of all these white men, yeah. you know, all these white men get off, you know, and the white woman, they're like, no, well, we got to send somebody to jail, so it's going to be you. Like that, oh, it fucking pisses me off, it's man. man. Like, so. Yeah. Let it, burn. It, let it burn, huh? Oh, awesome. All right. I'm going to leave it on a, on a big high note <laughs> here. One of the most fun movies, definitely on my top Ever? ten. Never yep. seen it. Two of my top ten movies of all time was on my list here. Oh, how'd, right. you, how'd you not over-talk about those movies? Yeah, I know. Movies. You would think. It just had, didn't fall into a category where I could talk about it all the time. Uh, <laughs> great movies? Yeah. No, that well, category? They weren't specific <laughs> to them. I mean, this could have been on 80s mm. comedy. I'm surprised I didn't put it on 80s comedy unless I did and I don't remember it. But I had just – this was another movie that I – I usually, when I buy movies, I I don't usually have to spend more than $10 on them because I can find them for like $5, $6, $7. Every once in a while, 10 or 12 if it's a kind of a rare movie. This one I actually spent $18 on, because uh, which seems nothing back in the day. But now it's kind of uh, <laughs> crazy to buy an old school DVD at that price. Now you pay three times for the shipping than you do for the actual yeah. movie. Yeah. Unless it's like at a brand new Marvel Blu-ray, then you'll pay like 22 Disorderly Orderlies is a dollar and you need to pay $3 for yeah. shipping. Yeah. Uh, this is 1983's The Great Neil Simon's Max Dugan Returns. Oh, I've never seen I this. I absolutely love... I love Neil Simon. Neil Simon is absolutely incredible. Yeah. He did Seems Like Old Times, you know, California Sweet. He did uh, Bluxy Blues. Such a uh, great screenwriter. He need, a lot of his stuff were, was based on plays. He odd did couple, the Odd Couple. The odd yeah. couple. Most of his stuff was, had been on Broadway, and then Brighton he made him Beach into films. Memoirs. And, uh, it's sort of, always a dark overshadowing to some of his themes. No, not really. I mean, it's so, his stuff is so, the dialogue is so good, and it's so fun, and it, the music is always upbeat and everything. What's the name of this one uh, again? Max Dugan Returns. Is this based on God's Favorite? Uh, no. This was okay. an actual, an original screenplay that uh, Neil Simon had wrote. It wasn't based on any of his plays or okay. anything. He straight up did this. Uh, so this stars the great Jason Robards and uh, Marsha Mason, who uh, eventually, I think, married Neil Simon, and uh, for a while they were married together. Matthew Broderick, first role Matthew Broderick ever did, uh, was Max Nugent Returns. And, Sutherland. Uh, and Donald Sutherland and Kiefer was in a small role, first movie he had ever been in. Huh, he played huh. on the baseball, baseball team. team. He was on the baseball team, not playing uh, his son in the movie. But uh, So what... It's going on as we're introduced at the very beginning of the movie to Marsha Mason and uh, Matthew Broderick. She's a single mom. She's trying to raise this teenage kid. He's like 15. Uh, everything in the house is breaking. They're caught. Single mother poverty <laughs> in white <coughs> suburbia. Mm-hmm. Yep, in California. In the 80s. And, uh, in the 80s, and nothing's going. She's a school teacher. She's an English teacher. Uh, everything in the house is breaking down. Her the, car. Uh, the stove doesn't work. The car is on its last leg. At the very beginning of the movie, she runs into a uh, place to uh, 
to get a drink or something at a convenience store. She gets out. She's gone for like 30 seconds. And in the reflection, you see the car drive off. <laughs> stolen. And she's like, I parked oh, here. Where the hell is it? That's where she... Uh, and that's where she uh, kind of gets introduced to the Donald Sutherland character. He comes into the, uh, to the store, and she's like... Uh, She's like, you left the keys in the car. He, he says, like, I, she's like, I've had a bad day. I said, what are you? What am I gonna do? I, I was gone for two seconds, and so he feels bad, and uh, but also kind of likes her. So shows up yeah. later on and uh, uh, lends her his motorcycle, and he says, so you can borrow this until you get a new car and everything. And they kind of start this buddy Here, drive this death trap. Yeah. <laughs> but but you, you, you see the Matthew, you the Matthew Broderick <laughs> character doesn't have any kind of direction in his life. He's he's a big fan of baseball, but he sucks at it. Uh, he's kind of getting in with the wrong crowd with school. And so it all comes to a head at the about 15 minutes into the movie. That night, Marsha Mason's at home, and she's grading papers. And all of a sudden, she gets this really cryptic call on the phone. And uh, someone asking her, did you live on, like, uh, Park Street back in uh, this day? I did. Day? Yeah. <laughs> did you live on Park Street or something? And uh, she's like – and then the phone goes dead. She, she ends up calling the police and – calls for uh donald sutherland he says i'm getting this weird prank call and i don't know who it is maybe you can check in on it and uh she hangs up it's coming from within the house then she gets a yeah. uh, <laughs> she gets a knock at the door and she opens the door and there's nobody out there but she can hear someone's voice behind the corner and uh he says he says something that she would recognize she's like uh your your room was painted pink when you were eight years old and stuff like that and around the corner comes jason robards in like this trench coat and a satchel and uh plays her dad who has not who has been estranged and hasn't been around for 30 years she hasn't seen him in 30 years he, he went out and left her and her mom uh and went now he's a pack of cigarettes went yeah. out, got a pack of cigarettes yeah. and now has shown don't up even smoke <laughs> so what he comes in and he says he he basically opens the suitcase and he's got like Six hundred thousand yeah. dollars in bills in there. He says, "Welcome home." I had money owed to me. <laughs> I love you, Dad. <laughs> he spins this story. This is what's great about this movie is almost everything that comes out of his uh, yeah. his mouth is a lie, mm. but it's done in this comical, funny, good-natured way that you're kind of all right with it. But he tells her, he says, "You know, I stole this money from a casino. They owed me the money for something I did, and they tried to screw me over, so I screwed them over first, and I took the money and I I fled." And he says, "I've got six months to live." He says, I want to buy something from you. I want to pay you to let me uh, have the last couple months with my grandson. He says, I want to hang out with, uh, with Matthew Broderick, and, uh, and I'll pay you a good amount of money and everything. And then that's when the fun starts. So the next day, he, he's like eating made pancakes and breakfast, and Matthew Broderick gets up, and he's like, do I know you? Who are you? Yeah. He says, oh, I'm a friend of your mom's. So you're, uh, you just uh, instead of saying I'm your grandfather, right. yeah. he makes up a lie and says I'm uh, I'm Mr. Wickenstein. I've rented the room from your mother. He says she rented a room in the middle of the night. Yeah, he says, yeah. I, I, I showed up late and she seemed to be all right with it. And then he goes and talks to his. Uh, uh, mom and he says yeah I just she's like oh did you meet him and he says she says yeah he seems uh mr wickenstein uh, it seems nice he's like wait who's mr wickenstein <laughs> he says what did he tell you and then he goes back and says he says i don't want to tell him right now it's my uh grandson so we're gonna keep it a lie and everything so they go and do their normal day thing and this is where it, uh, five times they come back to the house and every time <laughs> they come to the back of the house jason robot robots has bought so much shit for the house yeah. that uh -huh. it's like christmas every time they come back so the first time they come back 
new appliances, new food. The whole refrigerator is new, but it's stocked with food that they haven't eaten really great food in a long time. They got TVs. They got that all was my favorite part of the, the movie. The, the yeah. whole thing was watching what great. That's everyone's up with. favorite. Yeah. So <laughs> then he's like, "I'm he's I got six months to live. So I'm going to splurge this money on my uh, grandson." So he has to make up reasons why they got all this money mm. too. Or, and Matthew Broderick's like, "Where did this all come from?" And, and uh, Marsha Mason's like, "Yeah, where did this all come from?" And he's like, "You want a contest?" Ed McMahon. He's like, he's like one of those contests that you don't actually have to win. He says a guy came, they uh, brought the truck in, and uh, your first place was all these prizes. Second place was no income tax. He says you don't have to pay for any of this stuff. And so the next time she comes back, uh, there's a brand new Mercedes yeah. in, oh, the, wow. in the uh, thing. But the, she's still kind of hanging out with Donald Sutherland, though. She's still hanging. Like, Donald Sutherland's getting suspicious. <laughs> so like. Uh, she tells him, uh, oh, you didn't like the motorcycle? Motorcycle gets stolen, uh, too, along with the car. Oh, he makes a joke about uh, it. What was his joke? Uh, I can't remember. What was his joke about uh, But then he, uh, she ends up telling Donald Sutherland a lie. He says, so someone uh, rented you a brand new Mercedes? He says, yeah, they didn't have anything lowered, so they're giving me at the same price as like a Mazda or something like that. So <laughs> immediately he's like suspicious. You got to lie. At, uh, yeah, at dinner. You're going to do that. At dinner, a $10,000 like bill, uh, like wrapped bill falls out of her purse. Oh, shit. And she, ha- she has to quickly say, oh, it's for the school. It's for a new uh, swimming pool at the school. And she says, why are you carrying it on your in-, in cash? Yeah. He says, well, I'm having dinner with a cop. Where where else could it be safe? And he's like, he's like, something is weird here. I don't know what the hell it is. And Jason Robards is kind of keeping on the down low. He'll leave the house and he'll come back mm-hmm. all in shroud. The neighbors are wondering what the hell's going on. Still haven't and, talked my favorite scene. Well, they're still coming back, and there's so many different great scenes. They come back, and uh, the car is there. There's a new watch. There's he. She puts like thousand dollar. He puts like thousand dollar an ounce perfume in her perfume bottle, and she's oh, wow. spraying it. She's like, oh my god, he put joy in here. Yeah. And uh, then he eventually tells him that he's not a boarder. He went to prison with Max Dugan and. Uh, Max Dugan died in prison, and his last request was for him to come to the house and splurge them with all these gifts. So you have to keep these gifts huh. and everything. And he buys that, and it eventually comes out. <laughs> Makes to sense to me. Thanks. Yeah. What am I getting tomorrow? See you later. <laughs> well, w- one of the greatest things he does for Matthew Broderick is he shows up at the baseball uh, practice, and he sucks. He just can't hit shit. He's mm-hmm. all right fielding and stuff, but he just can't hit, hit worth of shit. So this guy comes up to yeah. him, uh, and this is the real guy, Charlie Loud, comes up to Matthew. Broderick, he says, hey, I've been watching you practice, and man, you stink. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, really? Thanks Tell me a lot. something I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, it's not your fault. No one's taught you the fundamentals, uh, uh, the fundamentals uh, of it and the, uh, the philosophy of hitting. And before that, he had uh, the conversation he had with Max Dugan when he told him his dad died in prison, or his grandfather died in prison. He says, he wanted you to study philosophy. So when Charlie, the batting coach, who is what it was, he yeah. says, I'm the batting coach for the White Sox. Oh, wow. He says, and I'm here to teach you the fundamentals. And he's like, oh, the or the philosophy of hitting. He's like, the philosophy of hitting. He's just like, oh, I know this is Max Dugan's kind of doing and everything. So he teaches him uh, how to hit, and it's really great, and he starts hitting home runs all over the place. And then they, it gets so commonplace that he comes home, and the house, the exterior of the house is built up now. Oh, so wow. like, it looks like a mansion on a street of all normal houses. <laughs> and they got that dog, the Great Dane. They yeah. come in there. That There's a Great Dane there for him. And it's just so much damn fun because you know Donald Sutherland's going to figure it out. And it's never not 
carefree and fun through the whole movie. Uh-huh. The uh-huh. whole movie. It's Even just the, the, the music, the, the everything, the ending. I won't ruin the ending, but it's such an amazing movie. I remember as a little kid watching it, and yeah, I was probably nine or ten, and you know, you kind of put yourself in that situation. It's somebody coming, he's going to buy you all this stuff, and it's going to be great. Uh, I still do that now. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, but <laughs> I, as a kid, I was for that like, person to show up. As a kid, I always thought that this was a sequel to something because it was called Max Dugan Returns. Right. Like, yeah. It's like, is there a Max Dugan out yeah. there? I know, right? And there really isn't. No, find uh, out him. what he did to go to prison for 30 him, years yeah, and yeah. die. Or him returning after like <laughs> leaving his uh, his daughter kind of uh, out to get cigarettes and stuff like that. So he kind of made that was probably the only dark side of this. But yeah, Neil Simon makes some great stuff. The Goodbye Girl with Marsha Mason and Richard Dreyfuss was also a Neil Simon play. Uh, and I think Neil Simon, I think he just died. I think he just died like last year. But his stuff was always imprinted on me because it was such always really just plain good good for the most part wholesome kind of comedy uh that i've really always enjoyed growing up and watching max dugan's returns is one of those rare movies of you find somebody that has seen max dugan returns in the 80s you could tell that they either had hbo because that's where they played it all Uh the time because you never see it on dvd you never see it on the rack although think about vhs rental stores back yeah. then they didn't make as many movies as they make now yeah so you would just randomly you pick would just, something up you would watch you would get to the point where you would look at stuff by yeah. the cover and said oh i thought this cover i thought toxic yeah. avenger cover looked great so yeah yeah <laughs> i'm renting it yeah or just actors like oh jason robards is in yeah. it or marsha mason's in it or that type of thing i mean people still somewhat do that now but this so we're inundated with trailers that before we see movies you've seen five trailers for them and that's yeah that's why we have to avoid certain things and yep. like i'm trying to avoid all the star wars trailers that come out mm-hmm. now that's what sucks about going to the films and i think it's we we might see a backlash coming off them those trailers now because they're so long not only are they like 25 minutes of trailers they're they show too much yeah. you, know, no, you feel like you've seen the movie i'll literally close my eyes and put yeah, my hands smart. in my ears i'll do it very softly so that it it just does that. And then yeah, it, re- it really kind of, kind of uh, pays to do <laughs> that because they. <laughs> it, it does an art to putting a trailer out there uh, that shows just enough and keeps a lot of it kind of uh, yeah. hidden. Yeah. That's why I appreciate it when it's done with, like, the, I thought the Joker did it really well. They, mm. A lot of the good stuff was kept from the trailer. Mm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was it's done become well. the highest grossing R-rated movie yep. of all time. Yep. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So the sequel's already kind of set. And people are already coming out and saying, without like uh, Batman in it, there really is no point for a sequel. So they're going to be interested in if they're going to do that or not. Yeah. I mean, if they do it well, it could. That's obviously could, could go the other way. They could still use another movie for Empire Building before yep. Batman because Batman was still young. Yeah, yeah. And he could in that movie. He wasn't fighting sure. crime until he was in his twenties, right? Yeah, it's hard to believe that the Joker wasn't uh, fighting other villains or this and that. There's so much. Or running, him, so. or had a monopoly on crime. Yeah, yeah. Gotham was a pretty shitty place. Yeah, so that's our wild card episode. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so this is uh, this drops on Thanksgiving next week. We have um, comedic performances coming. So yeah, everyone's gonna pair it. Finder. <laughs> no, that, you're banned from doing that. <laughs> I can't let you do it. We're, we're making it's wild card. Me and Justin, no, it's not wild card anymore. I, no, but I said on wild card that that was wild card. So I'm making other things wild card. So yeah, on so wild card day. Next week we got comedic performances. Week after that we have car car movies dealing with car chases or just like cars. Kind of are uh, the main focus in the movie. Uh, There's a car in it. 
there's a car in it. So yeah, if you want to pick cars, I guess we they can't. I can't can't argue that you can't. Well, have Pulp that Fiction, one. they sit in a car. No, 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 no. In the plate. I, I know one of us is gonna try to uh, pull one of those. <laughs> the movie that started inside a car. Yeah. I swear. I mean, Zodiac. The whole first fifteen minutes. No, no, of that see, there car. he goes. He's already spinning it. <laughs> no, you know what movie we're looking for. Armageddon. There's a car in Armageddon. Oh, I almost texted you guys a link to Patton Oswald does he's like all right this next bit i'm gonna give you the entire plot of armageddon in 90 seconds <laughs> and he goes through it in 90 seconds and lays it all as free if you get a chance to look it up it's pretty yeah. funny i've heard most of his stand-up so i probably have heard it before but he is funny as hell yeah he could be in one of your i don't know how many movies he's done but he could be in one of your best comedic performances one of mine i was so excited that he was I picked, in remy he was remy the rat that's right he was remy the rat uh one of mine I was so excited. To, I, I thought I'd pick some really good ones, so I'll have to share off, uh, Mike, the ones I picked because uh, this is a pretty wide-open uh, kind of field that we can grab from. So, yeah, we'll do that, then cars, and then we'll be coming up soon after that. I think two or three pods after that will be our 2019 review, which we still have some movies coming out that could possibly squeeze in there. Yeah. As in our Whoever sees them first. Yeah, tw- whoever's seen it first or... Uh, we'll, or wants it more. Or wants other. it more. I mean, we'll, we'll talk off Mike and see who wants what kind of more. I know you've. We've already kind of agreed to give Gifted you a to couple, two, uh, two of them because you've you've actually paid twice to see them. So it makes yeah. Sense whoever sees get, it more. Whoever sees it more. You know. I guess. Ready, go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's still ones we've seen. The report is still not playing here at the theater. So I'm hoping it comes out this week. Knives Out comes out. Star Wars comes out. Ford versus Ferrari. I don't think any of us have seen yet. They, uh, they dropped a full-length documentary about that. Which one? The Ferrari one? Yeah. Huh, Why, on Netflix. Huh. It's funny that they would do that before uh, the movie comes out. I guess out. that's a good timing, so you can see the making of it. But well, that's the problem with that. Who? I think that's yeah. what hurt... Good timing for who? I think that hurt the... Uh, the Mr. Rogers movie because I hear the Mr. Rogers movie is good, but I hear the documentary is better. Yeah, you know, so I I don't know. Maybe it could. So whichever hurt one you see first, kind of. I guess. Who do yeah. you want to play? <laughs> Who do you want to play, Mr. Rogers? You want Mr. Rogers to play Mr. Rogers? Yeah. Or you want Tom Hanks play? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I hear it's got good reviews though, so I'm sure it's going to be great. So yeah, there's a bunch of still movies coming up between now and the end of the year, and we haven't even got the. Uh, I don't think the nominations for the Golden Globes come out until like the first week of December, so we really don't even know what's on the radar because it is like a precursor or of what's going to happen. I mean, we obviously know Uncut Gems is another one that comes out on oh, Christmas, yeah. so uh, that could be one of the best movies of the year. It certainly looks like it could be. Yeah. So Marie's, I'm very interested in seeing Maria's family goes watch movies on Christmas. On Christmas? Afternoon. I've done it before. Mm. I haven't uh, done it in a while. I used to go play golf. On, on Christmas? Christmas. Yeah. I try and go fishing, but the bait store is always closed. Yeah. 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 Get those night crawls night before. Shrimp. <laughs> Nobody uses shrimp. night there crawls you go. in Florida. That's right. I guess yeah, that's an outdoor fishing. thing. Do you? For catfish. For catfish, yeah. Yeah, for catfish or bluegill or specks, even. Huh. Shrimp usually is what everything yeah. will be. Uh, Offshore? If you're going saltwater. Yeah. Yeah. Shrimp is all yeah. I ever use. Yeah. Cool. All right, so now we got that fishing. Yeah, it's, it's a fishing tip. You fishing could, tip you with could, Justin. Hey, if you pay us 10 bucks a week, we'll give you two minutes at the end of the yeah. pod to do a fishing tip. Two minutes with Justin. Deal. Fishing. <laughs> <laughs> See, raising money for us already. <laughs> All right, so if you want to get a hold of us, you can leave us a like or comment on SoundCloud or iTunes. You can check us on Facebook on our uh, Facebook page, Fascinated with Films, or shoot us an email, fascinatedwithfilms at gmail dot com. Dot com. And Dave will get back to you immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. You <laughs> won't even finish typing. I'm responding. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> All right. So until next week. See ya. Peace. Bye. Don't let the hat fool you, man. The Pope's a crazy fucker.